2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
3: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicki, and I'm here with Jess Perkins
0: and Matt Stewart. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jess. Hi, Hi, Hi. Matt.
2: Hi, Dave. Hi. That
0: Hello. third high was for everyone else, not yeah. included. Ah. Oh. Greg in the corner there.
3: Uh, <laughs> I think going to go through every listener. Greg, Jerry, Jessica,
0: Sandra. Well, you didn't let me finish. Greg <laughs> in the corner there. Sandra up in the crawl space above us. Oh, God. Is that what that is? It's very hot. Um, she
2: should not be up there.
0: Sandra, uh, who's milking a cow. I
2: mean, you already uh, said Sandra. She's
3: milking the cow. What?
0: The... There's one Sandra in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is she uh, milking the cow in the crawl space? Yeah, you're
2: right. I'm the idiot.
0: <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. all I was asking for. <laughs> Finally got it on tape.
2: Oh, there's the only one Sandra in the world. Uh, that's my impression of Matt. <laughs> that was good, spot on. Thank you.
3: Sorry. I thought How you are was, you talking that to was yourself? Playback.
2: <laughs> How are you talking to yourself then, Matt?
0: <laughs> oh, this is my impersonation of Matt. Is that your impersonation That impersona- was really good? Yeah. That your
3: impersonation of Jess doing an
0: impersonation of Matt.
2: No, oh. that was me talking. Oh my god. I closed my eyes and I got confused. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's my impression of Dave.
0: Dave, you can't impress him of yourself. Yeah. You can't impress him of yourself, I, as I always say. If I did
3: an impression of myself, it would go a little something like this. Hello. Oh.
0: Hmm.
3: Is that off? No, I don't buy yeah, it. I didn't hear it. I don't buy I didn't it. hear it. Uh, great to be here back in the studio after having some good fun in Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide.
0: Adelaide. More like Adelaide fun place to be.
3: Adelaide uh, Tourism Board, if you want to get in contact with us, Matt can write write your slogans.
2: Matt, how much are you going to charge to write a slogan?
0: Seventy. Seventy... Hundred.
2: (laughs) Seventy hundred dollars.
0: Hmm. I'll accept your offer. (laughs) He's a good negotiator.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he is. And a good copywriter. Hmm. Mm. Hey, I tell you what, we
3: had so much fun in Adelaide. Why don't we do it again in Melbourne, but four times?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great idea.
3: Yeah. On Saturday afternoons, I've enrolled us in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Late Entry. Oh. oh. Is this like
0: a school? Yeah, 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 yeah a school. we school.
3: Yeah, we will be studying between 3 and 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Oh, starting. I like that. Not this weekend, the weekend after on March 30. I like an hour of study a yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. That's good. But on good.
0: Saturday, that's when the bad kids are at school.
3: <laughs> that's yeah. Right. It is a detention in a way. And uh, But tickets are on sale if you want to watch us do our homework live yeah. on stage.
0: They we're going to be... reenact the Breakfast Club. I'm going to be the one with red hair.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to be the jock.
0: Ooh. You're the little
2: nerd weirdy I'm one. You're the...
0: Emilio Hestefez, I believe.
2: Yep. I'm also the jock.
0: Ooh, double jock. Like oh, that makes sense. Second jock. So I think Jess will play the body of the jock and you can maybe play like all of you squished down together in a big coat, you can play the head.
3: Right, so the head is wearing a big coat.
2: Yeah, a scarf.
0: <laughs> the oh. 80s fashion in the 80s is very different.
3: That's what Matt calls a scarf. Well, I'm just going to put coat. on my uh, big neck coat, <laughs> keep me toasty. Yeah, well played. I'll chuck on my uh, feet coats yep. and uh, I'll be ready Just tie them up with these laces.
0: Foot coats. Foot coats. Shoe coats.
3: Uh, but we are doing four shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the European Beer Cafe starting not this weekend, the weekend after, and we're going right through every Saturday, four in a row. Going to be a great time, We're only going to release po- probably two out of the four.
0: At least one, probably two.
3: On the uh, Patreon feeds. So if you want to see them all, if you want to hear them all and see them all, come along.
0: Yes, and I was talking to a, a guy named Nick Mason. He What? Showed, Who? He showed an interest of jumping up one of those... I probably should have told you guys this.
3: We're, this is news to us.
0: Off mic. Anyway, that's something we could do if we want.
2: I like that
3: sizzle. Now I'm excited. I'm but excited which,
0: for the- which day should we release The Mason?
2: I'm excited for the prospect of not having to do any work that episode.
0: Right, because he is very funny. He's very quip funny. Yeah. He's the quippiest in town.
3: Yeah. Will we make him write the report as well, you're saying? 100%. God, that'd be
2: amazing. we have to
3: do one each. Yeah.
0: Oh, I wasn't thinking we'd do that. I was
2: actually going to get Matt to write mine. Fair <laughs> yeah, cool. So,
0: I'm a fantastic copywriter. Is that cool? Yeah. Sick. I can cut and paste off Wikipedia for you. You're, it probably won't be as good a quality as mine because my heart won't be in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about right. My reports aren't as I'll good send as you yours because you your link. heart isn't in it.
0: I'll send you a link to a Wikipedia page. There, there you go. And I'll Thank-
2: say, you are a lifesaver.
3: <laughs> now, we must go on the record that we do more than Wikipedia research. That's right. There's some a little dagger in Dave's at. heart
0: every time oh, there's Whip- a comment about it's a Wikipedia podcast. they like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, that hurts. So good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, there's e- there's definitely some YouTube in there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, YouTube podcast that at least sounds high tech. Yeah. And biographies.com.
0: Oh, yeah, I love biographies.com. Britannica. I love Britannica. Uh, I'm also a big fan of...
2: Uh, what was the uh,
3: Al something that you... <laughs> oh, yeah. Alcation? To... Alcation. Alcation. Listening back to last month's Patreon episode about Scotland. Yeah, you're, you're I was two I on One was the BBC and the other was Alcation. Oh, yeah,
0: BBC is good too. Two of the big ones. Too. Big fan of BBC, one. ABC, any of the BCs, love them. <laughs>
3: He's old school. Yeah. He's BC.
0: Yeah, I love I love the before Christian era. BCE. Let's modernize.
3: Before common era. Fuck.
2: God, you're an idiot.
0: Sorry, everybody. <laughs> hey, I'm also doing a show at the Comedy Festival. at um, I think right now I might be in the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Dave, is that right? Am I up in Brisbane right now? Yes, I can see you. Am I via satellite link? <laughs> yeah. Come um, through Aladdin, Claire. So I'm on... Uh, in a pretty small room there, so potentially you already sold out these shows. I'm, I have no idea, but I assume, <laughs> just I assume <laughs> both. was a right. bit like, oh, laddie fucking <laughs> dark. <laughs> All, right.
2: All right, Captain Bragg. <laughs> I mean, Look, it's a pretty uh, pretty small room, only 400 people, so i probably <laughs> sold out <laughs> my whole run. I don't, am I there? I don't even know the I dates. I don't even know. Yes, Dave, I've probably sold every available ticket. No big deal. You're
3: doing 22 at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I assume 21 are sold out. What's the non-sold
0: out night? Oh. Uh, probably a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. um, please do come along to both of those shows and also in Sydney at the Sydney Comedy Festival, and you can find out all about those shows. Bone Dry at uh, mattschewitcomedy.com slash gigs. But, yeah, Brisbane, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious. There's probably a good chance there's tickets available. So um, I'd love to see you there. There's
2: also a good chance they're completely sold out. So if you want to get tickets, jump on them quick.
0: Bris- yeah, Brisbane's a shorter run in a smaller room. So anyway. Go. Just back, and he's, back- a- back-peddling, and back-peddling. he's a
2: massive star.
0: Yeah, I shine very bright.
2: Like a diamond. Yeah. Or a little
0: Shame diamond boy. Bad, like a diamond. Anyway, let's do the show.
3: <laughs> now we've got the plugs out of the way, it's time to start the show. It is my turn to report on a topic suggested by some listeners. Uh, you guys don't know what I'm going to talk about. Now, I put this up to... No,
2: Dave, we don't care what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry,
3: <laughs> Similar always, yet different. <laughs> always uh, misinterpret that. <laughs> um, but I put this one up to the Patreon vote. It's my turn at the moment to... Have nearly all the patrons voting on my topic, and I said it would be a musical topic because you guys have done a lot of musos between you. We've done the Beatles, John Bowie, Johnny Cash,
0: Pantera, Pantera, we TISM, did
3: Rihanna was recently from Naomi. I don't think I've done a musical one, so I've, I've Elton decided, John, Elton John, Freddie Mercury. I've done a lot of music. Yeah, you've done a lot of musical hmm. ones, but I don't think I have. So I put three muso topics up. Over 500 votes. Whoa. The difference between first and second, six votes.
2: Whoa. It was okay. so tight. That is so
3: tight. And this is. Uh, the story of a
2: girl. Crowdered around the whole world. world. And why and she, she looks, looks so, so bad. Good in photographs. photographs. I absolutely I love, love her when she smiles.
0: smiles. Is it about that song? Yeah, we have ruined it. I was going to tell that story,
3: but really. <laughs> It out Why tell
2: it when you can sing it? Yeah, a
3: two, three. Four. <laughs> All right, my question for sing, you is: Don't show <laughs> because we do get onto the topic with a question. If you are new here, if we the question is: Ever get onto topic? What is Fleetwood Mac's best-selling
0: <gasps> album? Rumors. It is rumors. Mac up that straight away. Sorry, that's top ten time high highest-selling. Absolutely, it is. And uh, yeah, that's 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 may, maybe even top five. It's super super big.
3: I believe it is currently number eight best selling
0: album of all it's time. It's a lot like greatest hits. People would know most songs without necessarily. Ever, I, I've, you know, not really listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, but mm. I know so many of their songs. And your mate, Neil Finn,'s in them now. Is he your mate?
2: Why is he my mate? Paul I'll
0: Kelly's take it. your mate, and he's yeah. mates with Paul Kelly. So he's, so he's a friend by, of a friend. By yeah, association.
2: Friend a friend. Yeah. I do love Neil Finn.
0: Yes.
3: So Fleetwood Mac has been suggested by a few people and I've decided to hone in on their most famous and probably craziest uh, recording story for rumours, which we will get to, but it's suggested by Kieran from the south of England, Mimi Zhang from Edmonton, Alberta in Canada, Sean Lanigan from Derry, McKenna Middlebrook from Potsdam, New York, Mitchell Simpson from Christchurch in New Zealand and Abby Mylock from New York who suggested I do... Rumours. Not everyone else said Fleetwood Mac, but she said talk about rumours. Right. So I'm doing it, Abby. Nice. I'm I
0: shouldn't be surprised by the quality of names, but yet again, they have delivered. Especially Mimi Zhang. I so know, I love
3: that. Mm. Oof.
0: <laughs> they were all fantastic
2: though. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, thanks to all
3: man. these uh, absolute legends. So have you you've heard rumours then, Matt?
0: Yeah, I've heard a rumour. I heard rumour.
3: Is that off that? There I've
0: is, heard I've that. heard rumors. You've heard rumors? About you have Fleetwood
3: Mac? About me, what have you, what have you, what have you heard? Because no, 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 if it's no, no, no.
2: sexy, it's true. It's definitely not. It's the opposite of sexy. okay. That sounds very unlike I <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't know why people are spreading unsexy rumours about me.
2: <laughs> yes, I've heard rumours by Fleetwood Mac. You,
3: you, are you guys Mac? So you're not a huge Mac
0: fan? No, I'm not a big Mac fan. Remember when we were in the UK and we were, running, we were making a running playlist and one of the rounds was Fleetwood Mac? Do you remember what you chose?
3: <sighs> oh, I think I put Dreams in, I think. Which I'm is from sure. Rumours. I went
0: Tusk, which is, you told me, later than yeah, you The follow-up album to. Right.
2: I might have gone for Never Going Back.
0: Which is? That's your motto. On
2: Rumours. Ah. Rumours right there.
3: Uh, so growing up, my dad, one of his favourite bands ever is Fleetwood Mac. Probably his three favourite artists are Deep Purple, Elton John, <laughs> yes. Fleetwood Mac. Growing up, I did not enjoy any of them. Right. I <laughs> put it on in the car on long trips and I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh,
0: that's a great top three. Yeah, no, I'm an
3: adult, uh, a fan of all three, uh, particularly this album, Rumours. And a few years ago uh, there was something on at the Melbourne Fringe and I knew someone that was producing a show that they had different musos interpreting every song from Rumours because it was, I think, the 40th anniversary a couple of years ago.
2: And, uh, yeah, we went along to it took my dad. Awesome. What a bonding experience. Beautiful. Did he shed a tear and say, I love you, son? In spirit.
0: Because that would have made Jess furious. Yeah. yeah. You would have
2: hated that. I would have had to have a word. Your dad's soft. I would have been like, give me his address. I'm just going to pay him a visit. I'm not going to hurt him on the outside.
0: Jess hates emotions. I'm
2: going to hurt him on the inside. With emotion?
0: Yeah. yeah. Something you hate? Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself as
3: well. Yeah. <laughs> Take him out with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you know much about the, the recording of Rumours? Because... It, it's it's quite famous for the fact that it was a bit of a tumultuous time in the band, and despite that, they came out the other side with the eighth best-selling album of all time. Yeah, I know
2: a bit about the spreading of rumours. I went to an all-girls school. <laughs> 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 yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of looking at people as they walk past you, like that's her, you know? That, that's her. Yeah.
0: lot a head pointing.
2: Yeah. Oh, so much. What don't don't look, don't look. <laughs> so much passive aggression. So, yeah, I know a thing or two about rumours.
0: I only vaguely know that there were relationships in the band and they maybe were going sour around this time. Oh, is that an understatement? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story and we're
3: going to get into it, but to give some background here, uh, Fleetwood Mac first formed in London in 1967 and they were initially a blues band.
2: 67? Mm. I wish it was two years later.
0: I wish it was a year before so they could have shared... Uh, the year with the Saints' premiership success of 1966.
2: No, you don't want to. The Saints deserve that all to themselves.
0: That's true. That's true. I'm glad nothing else big happened that year. Nothing. <laughs> Beatles didn't release any sort of classic albums. Nope. England didn't win any big nope, nope, nope. soccer trophies. They've
3: never won any big soccer trophies. No,
0: they've never brought anything home, <laughs> as far as I can remember.
3: Uh, so they were initially a blues band. Guitarist Peter Green was the guitarist for a blues act called John Mayle and the Blues Breakers. Where he'd replaced a young Eric Clapton, uh, the bass player of the band was John McVie, and the drummer was a man called Mick Fleetwood. Huh. He, uh, hmm. No uh, relation. Any, any coins?
0: <laughs> Imagine <laughs> to to you.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I've got to point out which one of these people are related to me. Yeah. Oh, it's easier to say who isn't. Yeah. Right. Fair. Uh, Peter Green and Mick Fleetwood had previously played together in a band called Shotgun Express that featured a young Rod Stewart on vocals. Oh, wow. Jeez, there was a
0: lot of um, cross-pollination yeah, of and English like, rock bands. And right a
3: there. lot of uh, the vibe is happening here. That There's a lot of future rock and pop legends
0: right? sort of
3: all working it out.
0: But all choosing real shitty band names.
3: <laughs> Shotgun
2: Express. Horrendous.
3: John Mayle and the Blues Breakers.
2: And we love it, Ender, but that yeah. sucks.
0: The Blues Breakers.
2: Why are you breaking the Blues? No, God. Put the Ball break. Breakers, that's something. Unless they mean like yeah. blues, like I've got the blues, like depression.
0: Yeah. So I'm breaking that. I'm getting happy again.
2: Yeah. In that case, I'm on board.
0: But, but is that a good name for a Blues Band? We don't band? know the context. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A formerly Blue <laughs>
3: Band. Uh, inspired by the success of Cream, The Yardbirds, and Jimi Hendrix, three of the members of. The Bluesbreakers, Peter Green, Mick Fleetwood, and eventually John McVie decided to break away from Mail in 1967. They formed a band with Jeremy Spencer, and Green one day quipped that they should call the band Fleetwood Mac, named after the, combining the names of drummer Mick Fleetwood and bassist John McVie. Okay.
2: So he suggested we should name it after you two. Yeah. Why? You know, I'd be like, get a piece of me in there too. Yeah, I think they
0: thought what was yeah, it? Fleetwood Fleetwood Green sounds Fleetwood, good. Sounds pretty good. But maybe he was just a modest guy.
2: Nah, I don't trust him. So
3: oh, that... you
0: reckon what was his play there? What do you reckon he was up to? He's up to no good. No good. good. Mm.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, he did put his name onto the band a little bit. In 19- 1968, the band released their debut album and it was called Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac.
0: Oh right. Oh,
3: so the only one missing that out there sucks. is Jeremy Spencer, the other guitarist, is a bit like
0: um. I'm also in the band.
2: Yeah, so it's uh, there's a little bracket that says mm. featuring. And Jeremy.
0: <laughs> Feet, Jeremy. And then in the picture. Jeremy's the, here too. The rest of the band's in a poster, but he's sort of breaking through it <laughs> with his hands on spirit fingers. And Jeremy.
2: <laughs> Classic Jeremy.
3: Uh, it was an instant success, this album, in the UK. It was uh, in the top ten for most of that year and sold really? very, very well, but it was largely unnoticed in the USA.
0: So they're the, I didn't realise that they're British. Do, yes. Do they, do they bring in American members? Yes, You're going to so tell us all I, this real yes. soon. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, Jess. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but at this
3: time they were 100% made in the
0: UK. Right.
3: Uh, the second album, Mr. Wonderful. Ugh. Still a blues album. Yuck. But they added in horn sections and their friend, oh. they add, what were you thinking? They added in horn. their horny spirit. <laughs> it was a lot more
0: sexual this it song. It was very <laughs> horny. Yeah, they became a scar band. Louis <laughs> <laughs> <Was it> Armstrong? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure she's doing the Full House theme when she scats.
2: Oh, I'm scarring.
3: Oh,
0: you're scarring. Sorry. Scarting. <laughs> Scarting your pants.
3: Oh, Keep your scar to yourself. Give her a cloth. All right. They (laughs) (laughs) they added in horns. You're going to
0: need a bigger cloth. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Sort of like a Jaws reference for some reason. But like in a British (laughs) 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 Yeah, like the Fleetwood Mac version. A lot going on there. Of Jaws. Yeah, a lot and also not a lot going on there.
3: If Jaws were set in England and they needed to clean up a big mess, I think it would sound a little (laughs) like this.
0: I would have been a big Vegas comic in the (laughs) 80s.
3: (laughs) So it look something like this. We're going near a big cloth, governor. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And a standing ovation. <laughs> bow, bow, except flowers. <laughs> Drive off in your Lamborghini. Yeah.
2: Kissed, n- kiss nearest beautiful lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's looking at it like a checklist in his hand. All right, who's up?
3: Uh, so they added in horn sections and their friend Christine Perfect played piano. Hmm. She became close to the band, in particular bassist John McVee, whom she married in 1968 and became Christine
2: McVee. Oh, that's so much better. And I didn't think you could you could get better than perfection. Yeah. <laughs> but Christine McVee is better. Good, Bad. great, perfect McVee. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: she sort of also married into naming rights of the band.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, she's now half of the band. Now there's two members that it's named after, the Mac bit.
0: And they've dropped the the top half peter green peter green
3: yeah so that was just the name of the album but the band
0: was always fleetwood mac that's a real weird name for an album Mm. i guess in his mind he's like who knows how long this will last We'll probably never make a top 10 all-time selling album i mean
3: My last band was called Shotgun Express.
2: (laughs) Who cares? Nothing could be worse. (laughs) Checkmate.
3: (laughs) Uh, Singer and songwriter Peter Green started to suffer mentally after ingesting way too many hallucinogenic drugs and left the band claiming he was going to give away all of his earnings and he sort of just disappeared. Well, not fully disappeared but sort of just left. Oh, he didn't
2: just evaporate. No. We're not idiots, Dave. We have done full reports about
3: people Mm. disappearing. What's that guy?
0: The evaporating couple. Yeah, the, the first Christmas time. Uh, this the year.
3: um the 27 Club. The oh, Manic Street Preachers
0: guy that literally has never been seen. Yeah, that's true. That does happen, Jess. People do go missing.
2: Sure. <laughs> but they, they're not a pot of hot water that just evaporates. Well,
0: pots of hot water also do.
2: Wow. Good point. Mm. I stand corrected. The hotter, the more likely it will <laughs> evaporate.
3: Yeah. Once
0: I injected too many hallucinogenics, <laughs> is that the word? And they. <laughs> Hallucinogens and my pot of hot water said, I'm out of here and it evaporated. So, you know, do with that what you will.
2: How'd you cook your skinny?
0: I said, I'm gonna need a bigger cloth for some reason. <laughs> I was high as a kite. I was saying anything.
2: That's when we knew you were high. (laughs) He's cooking dinner. I'm going to need a bigger cloth. All right. We're going to need Uber Eats uh, (laughs) because Matt's going to be in there a while and no food is coming out. Looks
0: (laughs) like he's spilled his hot tea on the floor (laughs) and he's losing it. He's
2: crying about it.
0: Jess is furious.
2: I'm mad. Don't feel anything. Uh, Idiots.
0: Mm.
3: So Petty Green's gone. He's evaporated. (laughs) Christine McVie, who had initially retired from the industry upon marrying uh, John McVie, planning to live as a housewife.
0: I was laughing there for the record at Jess's face.
2: Oh, why? What was the face I was reading? It was just pure disappointment.
3: All right. So she'd initially retired from the industry, planning to live as a housewife. Yeah, because you
2: don't need to do anything because you have a husband now.
3: Just what I got to understand
0: is it was a different time. I don't okay, care. So. It's a stupid
3: time. Uh, she, joined, she went from housewife to being in the band full-time as co-lead vocalist and songwriter. That's quite a change. Quite a change. John didn't write the songs, so they were like, oh, Peter's gone. Mick doesn't write the songs. We're going to need someone who writes the songs. Wife, put down that large cloth and come and be in the band. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's not fair, actually. Sorry. I was a little... T- I was... I'm just, I just—I get mad because that was the expectation at the time. Right. Now, if that's just your choice, more power to you.
0: You saying you're pro-choice? With yes! band members retiring? Okay. I
2: think anyone can do whatever they want and you shouldn't listen to a dumb podcaster.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
2: With a, a stupid opinion. Hey. I'm going to go too far the other way if I ever have kids and just be like, I'm going to get another job. <laughs> And then I'll just never I'll see my kids. I'll show
0: kid. society. Yeah,
2: I'll show them. No one Take cares. this
0: patriarchy.
2: <laughs> no one gives a shit.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna work myself to death. Yeah, uh, that'll show. Uh, I'll
2: show all of Getting you. Getting
3: a job in a mine, <laughs> twenty-seven hours a day. <sighs> I'm never gonna see my kids because <laughs> fuck them.
2: <laughs> they come in like, "Mummy," I'm like, "Don't look at me." Oh. I don't know what they look like. <laughs> Literally can't see them. They evaporated. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, while on tour in February 1971, so Christine's in the band now. Guitarist and other vocalist Jeremy Spencer said he was going out, quote, to get a magazine, but he never
2: returned. He's <laughs> like the deadbeat dad. Yeah. He's gone to get cigarettes. <laughs> After several- I'm going out to get a um, a uh, magazine. Yeah, that's it. A magazine. Magazine
0: huh. also means like a bunch of bullets, doesn't it?
2: Oh shit, Dave. Which one was it?
0: Were there any big? Bank robberies that weekend.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, Dave. Well, after several days of
3: frantic searching, the band discovered that Spencer had joined a religious cult, the Children of God.
0: <laughs> some magazine. They okay. must have t- had a real great brochure.
3: He had also taken a lot of drugs and refused to continue touring with the band. So they're on a tour. He goes out to get a magazine. Apparently, he met someone who he just found really convincing and he was looking for something in his life oh, at that Like state. a
0: charismatic cult leader. Yeah, and huh. then okay. to this
3: day... He still remains a member of that church. Oh. How wild is that? That's cool.
0: That's that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Love dedication. I love that he's still alive. <laughs> Sometimes cults don't end that well. Mm. You're also taking a lot of drugs. Most of the cults that we mention on this podcast do not end too
3: well. I know. We really should find we'll a nice cult. So let's cult. get a good cult just so we can be like, not all cults. Not all cults. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. it. Yep. Thank you. So now he's gone. New guitarist needed. Danny Kerwin... Uh, became the other guitarist during this time, and his tenure with the band ended in 1972 when he, too, had a meltdown. He smashed his head into a wall, smashed his guitar, and trashed the dressing room before a gig, all because he thought one of the other members was out of tune. <laughs> he refused to go on that night and just heckled the band from the mixing desk. He was fired. Oh,
0: <laughs> huh. jeez.
2: He stayed and heckled. Don't people deserve a second chance? He stayed and heckled.
3: Yeah. He was also uh, whacked out a lot. Basically, they were like, he was young too, he was only 19 at the time, and they were like, he's a really talented guy, great guitarist, but he cannot handle the rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, so a, now that's three guitarists that have all, like, a, lost it's
0: it. It's starting to feel a little bit like uh, the band from the spoof, the drummers. Yeah, <laughs> Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, goddammit.
3: <laughs> yeah, they are exploding. They keep yep. exploding. Uh, the next guitarist, Bob Weston, was fired after he had an affair with Mick Fleetwood's wife. <sighs> Jenny Boyd, whose sister Patty Boyd was married to George Harrison and would later marry Eric Clapton. Oh,
2: man, she has great taste. Yeah, amazing, right? Go Patty. Uh, Patty. Patty. Patty Boyd. But we're talking about Jenny Boyd. I know, but I'm just saying Patty I mean, she didn't name herself, but that's a terrible name, and you could change that. Patty. I quite like.
0: I quite like it. Patty. patty.
2: Yeah. Patty. Yeah. Patty. Like, patty. Like a
0: burger. Oh, the
2: more I say it, the more <laughs> I hate it. Patty. Beef, patty. Beef patty. Beef patty. And I'm saying that, and I call you Maddie. So mm. take patty. from that what you will.
0: Patty cake. Patty cake. Uh, you know, you got cow patties, which is cow shit. Oh, that's true. And a disc. I'm sorry. You got all pat- beautiful things.
3: Patty
2: Boyd. Jenny Boyd. We're talking yeah. about Jenny Boyd? Uh, Jenny Boyd.
3: Had an affair with Bob Weston, and she was married to Mick Fleetwood. So uh, this affair led to the cancellation of their planned US tour. Their manager wasn't happy with this and decided to continue the Fleetwood Mac tour without Fleetwood Mac. Good. Um, he put together a whole new band under that name, claiming that he owned the name, so he could have. So he just put together a whole new band, and then they were they turned up to the gigs, and people were like, "That's not Fleetwood Mac."
0: Did what did the what did the I'm guessing there was a ruling saying that that was not the case. Yeah, they sued him. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't, can't just claim to own the name. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be written down somewhere with some signatures. It's like, on it. my name is Fleetwood. I'm a Mick <laughs> Fleetwood. <laughs> that That's does wild. happen, though. Like Little River Band, well, they all did quit it, and that was in writing in a contract. But there's a band going around America calling themselves Little River Band who don't have any original members. While the original members are like, oh, we. <laughs> We'd like to be the Little River Band again, but they all quit the band. That's, that's a real heartbreaking one, but it does sound like legally they're, you know, it's in black and white, unfortunately. You know about that story? No, I do not. Yeah. Because they were about to play, because they were about to have a big, like, 30-year um, anniversary and they were going to play on Jimmy Fallon or something, and the original members are like, we'd prefer if you didn't have this weird cover band play on your show to celebrate when we started our <laughs> band.
3: Oh, happy birthday, other guys <laughs> whose name we stole. Din, 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 din.
0: <laughs> you didn't write any of the songs. You started you're <laughs> going around playing them legally with our name, and it, yeah, that that must be frustrating. Yeah, that's not cool. But also, they did quit and gave up the rights to their name, so I don't think you can. Yeah, yeah
3: I mean, these people aren't quitting. They're just going. Hey, that guy banged my wife. I'm not going to go on tour with him. Yeah, anymore. exactly. And it's my band, so no one's going on tour. And right. the manager's like. People won't notice. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what bands look like. They just have long hair in this era. Put them on. Just put it's on fine. some long-haired dudes. Uh, somehow through all of these ups and downs, the band managed to stay together and the different lineups released nine albums between 1968 and 1974. So they That's went through a, all, a all those album. guitarists who all lost it in different ways and left to do other things.
0: Did they go through a lot of the songwriters as well?
3: Yeah, so nearly all those guitarists were the songwriters, them and Christine McVie on piano. Right. So John the bassist and Mick Fleetwood the drummer, they're the long-term guys but yep. they don't write any of the songs.
0: So Fleetwood's still but Mac's gone? No, no Mac's is, still in there. The two Macs are there.
2: Yeah, so
3: basically that's all that's left now.
0: So all of a sudden the name seems really smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're more invested because their names are in it. True. So they had some success early on, and then they just sort of just kept
3: going, kept going, kept going. And in 1974, with the hopes of restarting their career, the band moved to California. Their only remaining guitarist, Bob Welch, left that year in 1974. He welched. Leaving only members, uh, drummer McFleetwood, bassist John McVie, and his wife, keyboard player, vocalist, and songwriter, Christine McVie. Their marriage was also incredibly strained because of John's rampant alcoholism at this time.
2: Oh, John. So they're all very much living the rock and roll lifestyle.
3: Yeah,
0: and it doesn't sound like any of them are really handling it. The rock well.
2: and roll lifestyle seems like it sucks. I reckon it'd be fun for a night. Yeah. And then the rest of the time it's like, I just want a fucking cup of tea. I know. And uh, like okay. eight hours. Yeah, you can have that
3: cup of tea, just, just tea. You just got to have half a, half a bottle of bourbon for it Isn't and then that, you've earned yourself a cup of tea. It
0: does. It feels like a massive trap. Like, yeah. Because the problem is it's all your work's at night time. Mm. So you're like, I don't have to get up. So it's just like, and it just <laughs> rolls on over and over and you're drinking to get rid of the hangover and it's oh, got very just quick. go to if sleep. You, go the, to bed. But apparently, like, I, I believe that most of the Rolling Stones don't really drink anymore. And I heard rumours ages ago, the album. Mm. <laughs> and when I heard a rumour, I don't know if this has been confirmed or not, but, like, um, Keith Richards would... Still be swigging from a bottle of bourbon, but it was really just tea or something in there, and they'd be sitting backstage drinking. Like cups that's his of tea. image, yeah, right. But I'm pretty sure he's even said he doesn't, he can't really live like that anymore.
2: No it's one just... can. Yeah, beyond the age of like 23,
0: you kind of You're living out this fantasy of everyone else. You're yeah. being who they need you to be. No, it'd be it'd be tricky. Oh, have that's I? That's why so many people die young, or seemingly.
2: Have I just ruined my rep then?
0: No, I think people knew.
3: Yeah, everyone knows you're weak. I'm not weak. So just let me have another drink of tequila.
0: It's not weak to not drink, Dave.
3: Oh, yeah. God, I love That's sort the of good stuff. Matt's straight to the gin. Oh, yeah. Jess, she's got nothing. She's sober and a loser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on. Yeah. Come on,
3: just get into the vibe. No. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> She, she's pretty good at avoiding peer pressure. Yeah. Well done. I'm actually very stubborn. So as soon as people start to peer pressure me, I buck, I buckle down. Yeah. Even if I wanted to do it. If you're like, no,
3: like, do it, do it, then I'll be like, fuck you, no. So like the plane starts going down, you're in the emergency room. Yeah. People are like, help us open the door. Well, if you're all going to tell me to do it, yeah. I'm not going to
2: do it. And then I put on an extra seatbelt. <laughs> yeah wearing two seatbelts huh huh just just try and get me out of this seat i said their arms closed like fuck you fuck you then Mm -hmm. you can fuck off no fuck you fuck off
3: no one's told you to go fuck yourself (laughs) no fuck you no fuck you um
0: brace yeah i'm not gonna brace wait stop saying brace 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 i'm not doing it you can say it as much as you like i'm not bracing don't even know what it means
3: (laughs) i do not listen (laughs) Uh, Still the band managed to stay together and they've moved to California And Mick Fleetwood began the search for a new guitarist and co-lead singer Mm. Whilst Fleetwood was scoping out South City Studios as a potential recording spot in Los Angeles The house engineer Keith Olsen played him a track that he'd recorded in the studio It was called Frozen Love from the album Buckingham Nicks, Released in 1973 Buckingham Nicks was an album by a duo consisting of uh, American singer-songwriters and lovers, Stevie Nix on vocals and Lindsay Buckingham on
2: vocals and guitars. 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 Multiple guitars. guitars at once. Very impressive. Yeah. He's pretty amazing. He plays one with his feet, one with his hands, one with his balls.
0: Really? Oh, wow. That's definitely the most impressive. The,
2: no, the fun fact, his balls are left-handed.
0: Oh. So
2: two guitars go this way and then the other one goes the other All way. Right.
0: That's cool. That, that's cool for you know symmetry or something. It just
2: looks a lot better.
0: Yeah, on on his balls. Yeah.
2: It looks better on his balls.
3: Mm. It's, it's, rock and roll is all about the image.
2: Yes.
3: Uh, despite the fact that uh, Buckingham Nicks' the album had been a flop, Mick Fleetwood liked what he'd heard and approached Lindsay Buckingham and asked if he wanted to join Fleetwood Mac. Lindsay agreed on the proviso that they also bring on board his musical partner and girlfriend Stevie Nicks. Oh,
0: they that's, were a, that's a mistake. They
3: were a package deal. He said loyalty.
0: Yeah, I like that. But, yeah, Stevie Nicks, she doesn't sound too good. I bet she's going to suck. Yeah,
2: she (laughs) sucks.
0: I bet That's my pick now. They're going to rue the day.
2: My pick now is that Stevie Nicks sucks. Yeah. Well.
0: They made a deal with the devil.
2: Yeah, Stevie Nicks. Mick did. He agreed, and now
3: the band had five members. We've got Mick Fleetwood on drums, John McVie on bass guitar and rampant alcoholism, Mm. Christine McVie on piano and vocals, Lindsay Buckingham on guitar and vocals, and Stevie Nicks on vocals. Two women in the
2: band? Oh, disaster. Their I... periods will sync up. Oh, and no. And they'll both be crazy at the same time. Oh, no. For a few days a month,
0: we don't talk to them
2: yeah. because They're... they got We put them in crazy. a little cage. Yeah. <laughs> We lock them in a hotel room.
0: Yeah, they're a bit too much. Obviously, our rampant alcoholism's fine the rest yeah. of the month.
3: Oh, I mean, that's 31 days a month, even when the month only has 28 days.
2: Yeah. They I'm drunk 31. They fit in a couple of extra. Wait,
0: uh, You said that this was going to be a report just about rumours. Yeah, it is. At, okay.
2: This is all a rumour.
0: Oh, okay, sure.
3: Please, Matt, come on.
2: Come on, Matt. Sorry, I really need to grow
3: up. I need to grow up. We're nearly at the rumours bit, but it would have been,
2: I mean, all that... All that that early stuff, it's so integral to the story. Oh, I call you Matty Boy. Now I'm going to call you Paddy Boyd.
0: Thank you. Hmm.
2: Yeah, shocking name, Paddy. I-E or Y? Double T-Y. I'm going to call
3: you Paddy Boyd. Uh, Allmusic.com describes Stevie Nicks as bringing something new to the band with a, quote, a husky voice and a sexy, hippie, gypsy stage persona
2: that gave the band a charismatic front woman.
0: No, I knew they'd rue, yeah.
2: <laughs> which I quite Ah, She sounds like bad news. <laughs> uh,
3: Stevie and Lindsay both wrote songs and so did Christine McVeigh. So now the band had three songwriters and three different vocalists.
2: Interesting. Too yeah. many? I mean, we have three vocalists and it's mm. exhausting. And let me just say,
3: Barbara and... Oh, fucking hell. Let me hang in there. Why don't you join in?
0: <laughs> How did, what, what happened?
2: <laughs> you just said Barbara Ann. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to join for God's sake. You don't
3: get you guys haven't been in bands like me. I get it. Oh
2: yuck.
0: Sorry, Weed Whacker or whatever. <laughs> the Weed Whacker Express. <laughs>
3: Weed Whacker Express is a better name than Weed Hornet. <laughs> uh this new lineup released their first album together in nineteen seventy five called Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Sometimes referred to as the Fleetwood Mac White album.
0: I like the I like the mid career self titled.
3: Yeah. It had a much more pop-oriented sound than the earlier blues stuff, and slowly became a huge hit, reaching number one in the USA in 1976 on the strength of the singles "Over My Head" and "Say You Love Me," written by Christine McVie.
2: Love me, love me, say
3: that you let that one, yeah. Absolutely not. And Stevie Nicks uh, penned the song "Rhiannon."
0: Rhiannon, Rhiannon, I never
3: knew that a girl like you could ever look so fine. Rhiannon,
4: yeah.
3: Correct? Uh, yes, the album sold over 5 million copies in the US alone. So it was a big, big seller. So they'd finally cracked the big time.
2: Here we go. Now they're going to fire Stevie Nicks. Mm. Well, they went on. A, she
3: is trouble.
2: They went on an extensive tour and were
3: now raking in the cash. So now they're quite wealthy. But there was also pressure from the record company to come up with their new album, The Next Thing.
0: Jeez, he's got ants in his pants, doesn't he? This record label, man, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> For the record, just give me a thumbs up.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there was also a hell of a lot of internal pressure going on with the relationships of the band members. Here we have the famous relationship troubles that Matt alluded to. Ooh,
2: Matt alluded.
3: Mm. According to Christine, the McVees were happily married for about three years. Oh! As I said earlier, when they had initially married, she said she was going to retire from the music industry altogether. But then Peter Green left the band, and she was invited to join. So now her and her husband are living and working together all the time in a very uh, stressful but also very rock and roll job. So they're rock, all playing in a
0: rock band. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: they're all drinking. They're all doing drugs. It's a it's a stressful. Do stressful you think of it day. as
0: a rock and a rock and roll job?
2: Well, I mean. I, I, arguably, yeah, on sure. some level, surely hmm. it's all about the lifestyle. That's not
0: like podcasting, which is a real rock and roll job.
2: Oh my god, it is. We've got Coke coming out our
0: wazoo. Yeah, oh, can I
2: have
3: put
0: some it back that? in there? Hmm. <laughs> What's had, it doing out keeps falling out of my
2: <laughs> <a> wazoo. <laughs> uh,
3: so Christine wasn't happy with her marriage, so she began an affair with Martin Birch, Fleetwood Mac's married sound engineer in 1973. John McVie was drinking heavily by now and she was seeing, quote, more Hyde than Jekyll.
2: Oh. Hyde's the bad one, right?
3: Yes, Mr. Hyde. I thought it was his
2: butt. Jekyll's his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Jekyll and Hyde. I like
3: that. That's fun. Yeah. So he was getting his ass out more than his dick. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's let's make love. All right. Here's Mr. Hyde. All right, John. I don't know what you're into. This is not what I signed up for. Mr Hart
2: What she doesn't know is that he Lost his penis in a poker game (laughs) He hasn't had the The balls
3: literally to tell it Yeah so now he's like How about we try something new (laughs) 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 This is all I've got Christine This is all I've got
2: Love me for me Get in
3: there Uh, Christine, who was having an affair, was pretty open about it all and she even considered leaving the band to make a solo album with sound engineer and lover Birch. But then he went back to his wife and she went back to John.
2: That's romantic. Going back to someone (laughs) is so romantic. My lover left, so. I'm back, I I guess. guess. (laughs) Show me your butt. (laughs) (laughs) On their last tour to
3: promote the self-titled album I was talking about earlier, Christine decided to break up with John for good. So they started divorcing in the middle of the band's tour. They started divorcing. <laughs> and, uh, after eight years of marriage. Mm. Three good years, though. Three good years. Five. Not all in a row either. So oh, okay. one on one off, one on one off, and then two bad
0: ones. <laughs> okay. As soon as we have two bad years, we yeah. call it quits.
3: That's it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hmm. Appa- she said, Look, I know it was bad timing to. Divorce you in the middle of the tour, but I can't stand this anymore. John did not take it well and started taking more substances and displayed increasingly erratic behaviour. According to one biography, he would pace up and down the hotel corridor at night yelling Christine's name while she hid in her room and cried.
2: What would he yell? Christine!
3: Mm. You can see why he didn't sing.
2: You mm. <laughs> can see why I do. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Uh, the couple stopped talking to each other socially and discussed only musical matters. That's good. Keep it business. So off stage, no chat. Yeah. Right. The only things they would say to each other was stuff like, sorry, what key is this song in? See? Mm. Okay. Business, business, business. Business. That's mm. all they did. Love that. Uh, then there was Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, the other couple. This is a, a quote from Stevie Nicks. Lindsay and I were in total chaos a year before we met Fleetwood Mac. I had already moved out of our apartment a couple of times and then had to move in because I couldn't afford it. Our relationship was already in dire straits. But if- oh.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> these bands really do? Yeah, wow. a lot. they're
3: all hanging out. But if we'd broken up within the first six months of Fleetwood Mac, there would have been no record and we would have been in big trouble. So when we joined the band, we took the decision to hang in there. So they're staying in, in a relationship for the band. So,
0: and also that means Buckingham cut a deal to bring in his, Ex- his partner well, who was Sort of he wasn't even getting on very well. Yeah,
3: so they're completely on again, off again, and apparently constantly fighting. Uh... And finally, Mick Fleetwood, who was a little bit out of a band relationship. But don't worry, he gets his own dose of turmoil because he was now divorcing his wife, uh, Boyd. Remember, she'd had an affair with the band's earlier guitarist, Bob Weston. So it's very, very messy, and they had to go straight from touring into a recording studio to record their next album. It really
2: seems like they should go straight from touring into therapy. (laughs) It's so dust, doesn't it? Oh, dearie. (laughs) So the the band started recording their next
3: album in February 1976 with the hope of releasing it in September and then going on another big tour. Stop touring! (laughs) It was decided that they'd record it away from their homes and they'd go to the record plant, a recording studio in Sausalito, California.
2: Sausalito. Sausalito. That is fun to say. Matt, have a go.
0: Sausalito.
2: Oh, he does it so well.
0: It's over the Golden Gate Bridge. Do, do you have any idea how old the members are at this stage? Because in my head, because, you know, they were old when I was a baby, basically, mm. or they seemingly were. So in my head now they're still like, you know, they're still my parents' old. age or something. Right. But No,
3: they are all uh, in their late 20s.
0: Right. So it's kind of, yeah, going through a lot of stuff. You're in your 20s. You're also millionaires. Are you
2: talking yes. to me or to, about them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hear me out. You're millionaires. Uh-huh. Okay. Um Any you still wondering? Yeah.
2: I'm seeing a
3: lot of no. similarities. Okay.
0: Um you're having affairs with each other's partners. Uh huh. Jess, am I right? Okay. Um I've made out with the broom. You've mm. got multiple um big albums.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Photo uh-huh. albums on my on my bookcase. <laughs> Oh, I've got music albums. Where, where else do you really store your photos?
0: And you're about to go on another worldwide tour after uh-huh. recording an album in September. Can to, you just
2: let me to, know if it, you're talking about me yeah. or the
3: band? Do you mean the worldwide tour? Does that count Coast International Podcast Festival?
0: Yeah, I was talking about you, Jess.
2: Oh, thank you. I was just double checking. Matt, can you just keep it on track here? Okay, but it does sorry. seem like there's a lot of correlations because I think at the time the band were doing similar things.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Sorry. I wasn't listening for the you're last on, half an hour or so. <laughs> you are on track the whole time.
3: So they're at the record plant. Christine, McVie and Nix, who had grown quite close on their recent tour, decided to live in two neighbouring apartments near the city's harbour while the three men in the band stayed at the studio's lodge in the hills nearby. I
2: don't think it was their decision. I think the men said, you go, you go do your thing (laughs) over there. I think that's
3: what it was. (laughs) No, I think it might have been like, uh, yeah, I don't want to hang out with you guys anymore.
0: Wanna be been like a, oh, sorry, guys, two-bedroom apartment. Oh, no, oh, we really wanted you to come here too. But there's only one other place available and it's on the other side of town. So we're going to go and do
2: that.
3: Bye. 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 Sorry. Uh, audio engineers Richard Dashett and Ken Calais were hired to record and Ken produce
2: Calais.
3: the album with the band. Richard Dashett or Dashett Let's That's
2: call him Dashett. Oh, Dashay we got, we got, away. we
3: got Dashay and Calais. Oh, hello. Okay, that's it. We're doing that. Uh, Richard Dashay had previously We're not worked...
2: doing Dashay away. Well, you can go fuck yourself.
3: Well, we've got to do Richard Dashay, Ken Calais away. Thank you.
0: That's good. Ken Calais away. Calais away. Calais away. Away. I don't know what is. We've happened. really
3: changed everyone's name. So we've got Richard Dashey, Ken Kelly. Richard had previously worked on the Buckingham Knicks record I talked about earlier. And Ken Kelly, fun fact, is the father of Grammy Award winner Colby Kelly.
0: Oh, I've oh, never heard of them. You
3: know, it starts in my toes and
0: there it ends in my
2: nose. You know how I
3: know that? I
2: looked
0: her up. Yeah, I've heard, I do have. I was heard, like, I remember that, that song, song now. I've looked it up. It was probably off an ad for a supermarket or something, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, they pay well though.
3: Uh Before the recording, Mick gave each of the engineers Richard and Ken an old Chinese ching uh, coin and said, "Good luck." Wait, what? He just gave them. A... They're all into right. they're into sort of uh, holistic and
0: hippie things as well, like Chinese coins.
3: Yeah, they like all. <laughs> what a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> hippie dippy. No, they like here. No...
0: Have a dollar. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hippy dippy. <laughs>
3: No, they're just like they're like new worldy type things. They they surround themselves with that kind of stuff. Like you see China. Chinese, like
2: China, <laughs> Chinese new
3: world.
2: <laughs> oh fuck up. You
3: know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, he gave him the coin. He was being a wanker, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they gave him the coin for good luck, which uh, didn't work at first because the rumor session did not start well. It took the engineers Calais and Dashay eight days just to find a bass sound that they liked. And in the meantime, they nearly got fired. They complained that the windowless Studio B that they were recording in sounded dead. They tried experimenting with different mic placements and amplifiers, trying to make a bigger sound, but they couldn't capture the massive live sound that the band were hoping for. To me, it sounds like they didn't know what they were doing because this is what the, this is them reflecting on it years later. Quote, everything sounded like a miniature person who was playing these miniature, <laughs> miniature instruments and we were just pulling our hair out. Richard and I tried everything to make the sound bigger. But nothing would work. Do you think I just need to turn up the volume? <laughs> well, keep listening. Oh. Finally, I got pissed off. I said, God damn it. What the hell is going on here? I literally just started turning knobs. Within about five minutes of doing this on a track, we were trying to cut. It was sounding great. So, yes, they literally just <laughs> had to turn it up.
2: <laughs> great. It sounds like mini people oh. playing tiny little <laughs> quiet instruments. <laughs> I can barely hear them. I can't
0: hear Shh. Grab that fucking Chinese <laughs> coin. That's
2: great. Well, the coin
0: worked. How did they get this gig? Because <laughs> they're already a huge band. and These people have already
3: recorded albums before.
2: No, yeah, but albums didn't do well. And that's right. Because, it's, you know why? Because on no the radio hear them.
3: people are like, sorry, is that a guitar? Or...
2: I think the radio's cut out. Is that yeah. a tiny,
3: tiny man? Someone's whispering <laughs> softly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
3: and catchy. Got a cool <laughs> beat. Mick Fleetwood heard that and went, "That's I want that miniature man in my band. Yeah. Uh, The band jammed live in the studio and Mick Fleetwood often played his drum kit outside the studio's partition screen. So they're all like looking at each other, but he's on the outside. So he could make eye contact with, engage the engineer's reactions to the music's groove because he wanted them to like it. At first they thought that they were just being hired to just basically hit record and that the band would produce it themselves. But then they started asking them questions like, which take did you like? And they were like, oh, I actually have to concentrate. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that sucks. That's
2: not what I signed up for.
3: Yeah, right. So then they ended up being uh, quite uh, producery and having big roles in the actual sound of the album. Hmm. Uh, but Lindsay Buckingham became the real creative force behind the recording and had a real vision for even for having an even poppier album than the previous one. During the formative stages of compositions, Buckingham and Christine McVie played guitar and piano together to create the album's basic structures. Christine was the only formally trained musician of the group, but her and Buckingham really complemented each other well with their songs.
2: Oh, dear. Okay. And their genitals? <laughs> well.
0: Wow. Wait, is one of these the one without a dick now?
2: <laughs> no, that's John mcVeigh Oh, that's... John McVie, sorry. And Christine hasn't seen a dick for a while. Mm. Except for that sound engineer. Yeah. From True. <laughs> yeah. But it's always room for more dicks.
0: Yeah. when but... uh, Whenever someone says, uh, John McVeigh, can we play this one in D? He would run out of the... Room, crying, weeping. yeah,
2: <laughs> and they'd all be like, you, "Why do you keep asking him? Yeah, stop,
3: put it in a." <laughs> That's what he wants. <laughs> put it in a for anus. Uh. I got one of those. <laughs> uh, also, the three vocalists—Nick Buckingham and McVe all had voices that blended perfectly to create amazing harmonies, and this became a real secret weapon for the group.
2: I mean, it's not a so secret. You just said it, so obviously, other people knew to write it down for you to then read it.
3: No secret weapon before it was released. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Mick Fleetwood had removed all the clocks from the studio, and it didn't even it didn't have any windows, so nobody could tell what time of day it was when they were recording.
0: And that's when someone said, "We're gonna need a bigger clock."
2: <laughs> Why didn't they just check their phones? <laughs> I think it would sound a little something <laughs> <I> like, <that. laughs> "If Jaws was about time,
0: yeah, <laughs> they're like these tiny people have all these tiny clocks." <laughs>
3: Drugs and alcohol were flying left, right and centre With the UK members uh, Mick Fleetwood, John and Christine Apparently preferring alcohol And the US contingent Buckingham and Nix preferring marijuana Buckingham kept a a big tape box full of pot at the studio And he was apparently always seen rolling a joint They sound like
0: the original odd couple (laughs) You like marijuana, (laughs) I like coke Was it coke? No, <laughs> no, alcohol. Alcohol, alcohol goddammit. Oh, well, rum and coke. There we
3: go. Speaking of cocaine, then there was the cocaine. <laughs> Mountains of the stuff were consumed during the writing and recording. Cocaine wasn't seen as a party drug to them but a necessity. Do you reckon
2: they charge that as a business expense? Yeah. Like do you claim that on your taxes?
3: Yeah. Well, I don't think you can claim it on tax but the record company's throwing money at them because their last album sold five million copies unexpectedly. Right. So they're like, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Bags and bags of Coke. Bags and bags. They would work 15 hours a day and then try and start at the same time the next day. But every day, the time blew out because they worked so late. And they didn't have a clock. They didn't have a clock. And this kept happening until eventually one day they started their day at 10 p.m.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh,
3: dear. (laughs) Because they'd slept all day. Soon they were working until 4 a.m. every night until they decided to take the next day off. But after they did this once, they felt like they'd lost too much time. And from that point on, it was decided that they would have no more days off.
2: That's a bad idea
0: I was thinking it was going to have the opposite effect Where they go Hey, that was pretty good Yeah, that
2: was fun More the, days off The beach was really
3: fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so, so to, to pick themselves up They started taking cocaine They saw no alternative They were taking it
0: mm. <laughs> They saw no alternative It's like a good night's sleep What? What? <laughs> I Sorry Um I don't understand. Sorry, Did another, you say Coke?
3: This is this another American English thing? Yeah. Don't, we don't have that.
2: Have you yeah. guys eaten any actual food today?
0: Sorry, are you uh, racking up some Coke for me? Or, <laughs> I'm Sorry, what are we doing here?
3: <laughs> uh, Chris Stone, the owner of the record plant studio, recalled the situation 20 years later. He said, quote, the band would come in at 7 at night, have a big feast, Party till one or two in the morning, and then when they were so whacked out that they couldn't do anything, then they'd
0: start recording. Okay,
2: that sounds like the, a bad time.
0: But it, but all of this led to like one of the biggest albums of all time. Sure, it? but like no, imagine
2: it's... I'm imagining the opposite. It's 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 one or two movie tropes, right? There's either that they're completely whacked, and then they pick up instruments and they're really good. Which it sounds like it is. Or
3: start playing the Friends theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we have recorded the Friends theme song again.
2: <laughs> or they pick up the instruments and in their heads they're very good, but what actually comes out is Ha
3: <laughs> Yeah, they listen back. Yeah. And if you were the Beatles you'd sample that and put it in when you Yeah, backwards. That's, yeah that's And make another hit record. That sounds great. Yoko, what do you think of this? Plinker
0: plonker plinker. <laughs> Screamed in the was screamed in a little recording machine there.
3: <laughs> uh, Mick Fleetwood, the drummer, famously once estimated that if he laid out all of the cocaine he'd ever snorted into a single line, it would stretch for seven miles.
2: What a weird brag! No. <laughs> they I could, oh, I could have done seven miles of coke.
3: <laughs> they spent millions of dollars on this stuff. It's over their lives. It's ridiculous. He later wrote, quote, the tales of excess are true, but we'd all be dead already if we weren't made of stronger stuff, and quote, which is kind of true because several of the earlier members I mentioned being part of the group, the people that had the break- breakdowns, a lot of those people are now dead and died in their 50s and 60s, oh, but these right. five core members are all still alive.
4: Right.
3: So I don't know if they actually are. got like quite strong constitutions to survive, this kind of stuff. But,
2: yeah. Nah, a cup of tea, and going to bed. Oh, man, I love tea. Yeah, I love bed.
0: What's I your tea of choice?
2: I love peppermint.
0: Oh, peppermint! I'm a. I don't mind a peppermint. Yeah, I
2: love a peppermint.
0: I'm a. I'm an Earl Grey man.
2: I'm a herbal girl. Ooh, I've got a passion fruit and hibiscus tea in my cupboard. Ooh, Holy okay. shit, it's That's, good!
3: I can't oh. get
0: my head around that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's herbal girl, I
2: mean. you American? Matt's yeah. British. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ah, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, Matt, you're supposed to sound British. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I went, uh, you know, I said, oh, well, yeah, I'll have a cup of tea. And There we uh, go. I realized, you know, that, that bad Paul McCartney thing I do occasionally.
2: Very I, good Paul McCartney. I, re-
0: I realized recently I'm impersonating. I heard Dana Carvey do it on a podcast recently. I'm like, oh, I think I'm impersonating Dana Carvey impersonating Paul McCartney. So, but you heard
3: only recently. So yeah, no, you heard I'm, I'm, I'm
0: wondering if I ever heard it before. I'm, not that I remember. It's ve- It's very funny. <laughs> He, um, you know. <laughs> uh,
3: the band were taking so much coke during this period that they considered t- uh, thanking their coke dealer on the album's credits. Wow. But unfortunately, he died. Quote, unfortunately, he got snuffed, executed before the thing came out, Fleetwood wrote in his first memoir.
2: There oh. you go. He got killed in a gangland killing. So. Imagine having multiple memoirs.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's,
2: that's his first one. Wow, I'm going to write one at 80. come not on yeah. that. <laughs> one and done. Get it all. <laughs> that's
0: what you took away from that story. <laughs> Wow, he's got multiple memoirs. Be more efficient, Mick. Come on, mate. You're a drummer in some band.
3: <laughs> uh, they kept their cocaine in a velvet bag underneath the mixing desk and would take a hit anytime they felt tired. Recording engineer Mr. Calais uh, pranked them one day when he pretended to drop the bag and spilt fake, fake cocaine all over the floor, and apparently the band wanted to kill him.
0: Ah. Oh. But it sounds like they have so much of it. Yeah. What a confusing world they're living in.
2: But you have to go and get more.
0: Right. I can't I
2: What a prank. Did they I think I saw that on Punked. Yeah. They did that on Punked.
3: Yeah, yeah, when they expose a celebrity's painful
0: cocaine addiction.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, check this out. I've got your Coke, Mel Gibson. Oh no, I've oh. spilled it everywhere. Oh
0: Allegedly, Dave. Well, I don't. Um, I don't know if that's common that's never, knowledge. That's, Mel Gibson. Never,
3: that's never happened. Not our Mel. He's never had any troubles. Don't tell me. <laughs>
0: oh. Not Mel.
3: No. <laughs>
2: Not Mel. <laughs> He's been so good for so many years. What's your favorite Mel Gibson role? <laughs> the Beaver.
0: That's where he had a. He communicated with a beaver puppet. Yes. Was that any good? Yeah. Yeah.
3: For a Mel Gibson film.
0: Oh. My,
2: My favourite was Gallipoli.
3: Oh, wow. (laughs) They made us watch that at high school. Followed closely
2: by What Women Want.
0: Another good movie. Mm. He really turned Nike campaigns on their heads. Just do it. That was him.
2: That was him. That was Mel Gibson. That film is actually a documentary. A lot of people think uh, it's a a fiction. I didn't. No, I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Some idiots. People
3: stupider than I. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Dave, do go on. Uh, so,
3: amongst the music and the drugs, the relationship troubles continued. Christine McVie would sneak her new boyfriend into the studio just as John was walking out uh, another door. Christine had now started dating Fleetwood Mac's lighting director, Curry Grant. Curry. Ah. She's so close to Curry Grant.
0: Yeah.
2: I think his name was Curry Grant, but now he's like, fuck, fuck i got to change it to Still on the name. Curry.
0: Did anyone else get hungry then, though? Yeah. Oh,
2: man. I'm peckish. Yeah. For some Curry Grant? No, nah, yeah. chips. <laughs> Oh. always want chippies.
3: Chips
0: with a garlic naan on the side. Oh,
3: now you're talking. Mm. Her ex-husband, John McVie, did not take the breakout well and started hooking out with band groupies back at what McFleet would describe as a bordello without, with blacked-out rooms, thick shag carpets, deprivation tanks, and a very liberal sprinkling of assorted drugs.
2: There you go. Sounds that's, awful. That's where they're staying. Yeah. Doesn't sound fun, does it? No, oh. uh, give me a balcony, cup of tea. Yeah. A fucking blanket. and 9 p.m. I'm going to bed.
0: Have you stayed at a place that wouldn't give you a blanket? You sound furious about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm mad. I give want a me a fucking blanket. Give me
2: a blanket. Don't be unreasonable. I think
0: all these places would have those things too.
2: Okay. It's just that I choose to do Coke or a cup of tea.
1: Why not both? mm. slash
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience.
0: Upload video content, organise your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. (laughs) Cha-ching.
3: You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short
0: or long-form text.
3: Squarespace AI AI makes it easier to go live,
0: stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also... Not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. There it is. It's about balance. (laughs) These guys Mm. have no balance.
0: Yeah. Mm, They they don't like to. Have your yin, then have your yang.
2: Yes. Mm. Honestly. Mm. God, what we've learnt, you know, more modern times about the rock and roll lifestyle.
3: In this uh, instance, have your Coke and eat it too.
0: (laughs) Eat eat it being a healthy dinner. Yeah. Maybe a digestive biscuit.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks kept fighting about everything. One of the re- producers uh, recalled the way they had to record uh, one of the songs. I remember them singing background vocals to You Make Loving Fun sitting on two stools in front of a pair of microphones directly facing me on the other side of the control room glass. And if we had to stop the tape for whatever reason, during the few seconds that it took to be rewound, they'd be shouting and screaming at another. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be thinking, go tape, go tape, hurry, hurry, let's hit play. Because <laughs> he didn't play and they'd go,
2: la, la, la.
3: And <laughs> would stop and be like, you fucking maggot.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Such pros. Yeah,
0: that does sound, there's something really kind of, Admirable they about They are that. really dedicated to the music.
2: About faking
0: it's amazing. it. amazing. Yeah, just to be able to get through it. I imagine <laughs> many others would fall apart yeah. in those circumstances.
3: Uh, then there was drummer Mick Fleetwood. He wasn't banging anyone in the band, so all was fine, right? Oh, no, Mick. Just
0: banging his drums. <laughs> That's
3: what he calls his balls. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac's reputation for burning each other was well known and was starting to be constantly written about in the media. It was played up for laughs on their first Rolling Stone cover, which depicted the entire band in bed with one another. Legendary rock and roll photographer Annie Leibovitz took the photos. She said, I thought I'd be nice and polite, and I brought a bunch of cocaine for everyone.
0: That is very polite. She's she, <laughs> she British or American? That feels like real <laughs> British hospitality. American, there you go. <laughs> you
3: say, like, bring a plate
0: of Coke. <laughs> coke. Just making a mirror.
3: Uh, the, the two ex-couples in the band didn't want to lie next to each other, so Christine <laughs> lay with Lindsay Buckingham and Mick Fleetwood lay with Stevie Nicks. And on the other side of the bed, jo- bed John McVie can be seen lying alone holding a Playboy magazine. <laughs> Bit of fun. Yeah, that's fun for John. Uh, they had to lie there for three hours, and in the time Nick spent snuggling with Fleetwood, they made a, they had a deep impression on each other. Oh. Fleetwood le- later wrote that the shoot caused him to realise that he and Nick had, quote, definitely known each other in previous lives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I, I told you he's a wanker.
0: Mick Fleetwood's a wanker. <laughs>
3: no, but he just he, he believes in stuff like this. But they were in
2: bed for three hours, and finally getting some rest. Yeah. <laughs> and Did you
0: say made a deep impression? Yeah, yeah. that's Did what you, I thought too. Yeah. Is that what they said?
2: Were they not wearing pants? Eventually,
3: they also Began an affair Ugh.
0: With or without pants?
2: Without pants <gasps> Scandalised So
3: everyone in the band has slept with each, at least one other member Some, two members Wow,
2: the dream <laughs> I'd want to sleep with every member hmm. And then I'd I'd get to it and be like Oh, it's only me left And then I'd just have to go and stand by a cliff <laughs> Feel alone and The credits roll
0: <laughs> And that's the end of your memoir. Uh,
2: my one memoir, Mick.
0: The final fapping chapter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Did I say fapping right there? That...
2: <laughs> I believe so. By it? that you mean looking off into the middle distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fapping Nostalgically. into Nostalgically. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes I, end, I end my memoir fapping into the distance, yes. <laughs> yes. Sipping a cup of tea whilst having a good fap. <laughs> Thought to myself,
3: yes, I've done it. <laughs> 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 fap, fap, fap. As Matt said, credits roll. <laughs> uh, there was also tension between band members that weren't having sex. Bassist John McVie and guitarist Lindsey Buckingham fought a lot too, and McVie reportedly threw a glass of vodka at Buckingham's face on one occasion.
2: So they're sexually frustrated, yeah. or do you mean that they're not having sex with someone else in the band, or they're just not having sex in general? No,
3: sorry, they're just they're not having sex with each other. Right. Right. But maybe they should. But still, so basically, everyone's fighting at some stage. Yeah. All the members thought about quitting at some point, but as Stevie Nicks later said, the music was so good it kept us from flipping out.
2: That's a bit up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> God, this music is my favourite. <laughs> you yuck. won't
0: even give it to him, knowing that it's a such a big classic album you're like, eh, a bit arrogant. <laughs> tall poppy, yeah. you
2: know, it's the Australian right. way. That's right. Ew, yuck, like, you believe in yourself, get out.
0: Our national floral emblem is the tall poppy.
2: It's our national sport. <laughs> Cutting them
3: down.
0: Hey, don't stick your neck up. Bore your head. Maybe dust your neck. Any dust part your of neck. body. Your neck's fine.
3: <laughs> stick your neck up. Try. <laughs> Try to get just my neck up. And it wasn't just relationship dramas that the band had to wade through. The recording itself had problems. One thing they hadn't counted on was because they were recording to tape back in those days. Every time they played it back, it slowly began to wear out. This wasn't usually such a big problem because bands didn't spend this much time in a recording studio. Back in the day, you'd smash it out live, you know, the first Beatles album they recorded in a day. But they'd played the tapes back so much that the tapes and recordings began to lose all definition. Uh. They noticed when they played the drums back and they couldn't tell the difference between the kick drum and the snare. It just sounded like boom, boom, boom. They're like, okay. So they had to
0: go back.
2: Do they need to turn the volume up?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: he
0: doesn't know toodle some knobs again, mate. Eh,
2: toodle some knobs. Define that shit. Uh, they had
3: to go back to the original recordings and a specialist was hired to match the original tracks using a VSO, a very speed oscillator, to get them all in time together. So you had to listen to different tracks and slow them down or speed them up. So everything uh, one uh, at a time wow. and it took hours.
0: Six hours. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Actually, I was running a documentary. They were talking about how epic this was, and I'm pretty sure
0: they said it took him 14 hours.
3: Like, it wasn't even that long.
0: He comes uh, in, he goes, yep, okay, no worries. they like, I'll wow. have it on your desk tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay.
3: Well, it took us eight days to be able to find the volume button, so <laughs> that's pretty that impressive. really good. i are impressed, mate. Uh, but this and other delays, because it took so long to write and record the album, it, uh, they meant a sellout autumn tour of the US had to be cancelled to allow the completion of the album. Whose scheduled release date of September 1976 was pushed back. So,
0: now all of a sudden, this album's so expensive. Yeah, it's pressure costing, is building. Costing, heaps. having to cancel tours because of it.
3: Yeah, so that's costing money. The, yeah, the record label was like, "God, we're spending millions the of Coke's dollars on this." this costing yeah, millions. Alone. You are spending all of the profits on Coke.
0: <laughs> so if this is if it flopped after all this, it would have been a disaster. It must have been feeling some pressure.
3: Yeah, totally. But they
0: also sound like they fully believed it. Yeah, At least looking back I imagine there must have been some doubt at the time
3: Yeah, it's so easy looking back to be like Yeah, we knew it would (laughs) sell 40 million copies Anyway A strange side effect of living so intensely But still making this music together Was that they were talking to each other Through their own songs and lyrics Mick later said the only drawback was that John couldn't talk back because he doesn't sing So the other three songwriters that Are all singing about each other But John just has to go Boom, 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 (laughs) boom Yeah, you hear
2: that? Is that your impression of the bass? Yeah,
0: very good. Thank you so much. Played for many years. Did not he did not touch the D string though? It did not. No, he didn't have one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's all on the A. Oh, I'm, so I'm gonna, what I'm going to do now is just go through the album song by song. Will
2: you sing them for us? Yeah. Thank you. To avoid
3: copyright, I will do a bad job.
2: But usually, but you'll have to put in the effort to do a bad job. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, because you're an angel.
0: Sing them all to the tune of one of the classic Brown Hornet. No, what's your band called? Weed Hornet. Weed Hornet songs. I
3: mean, you've got uh, Never knew. Yep. Criminal. Mm -hmm. Decisions.
0: Yep. Yeah, the list. You had three songs. Uh,
2: My band had like two and covers. We recorded. I can, I
3: can play to you. We record an EP at a recording studio.
2: Yes. You will play that to us. Yes. I'm trying to think. Never knew. That's another one. You said that already. Oh, how's that one? That was the first one he said. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Weed Hornet, but. Anyway,
3: one so day I will, <laughs> I will do the biopic. I will do the massive, massive report. The six-hour epic. Yeah. Because it will take me that long to remember the fifth, fourth song on that album, that record. Anyway, so Rumours had 11 songs over two sides on records as they were back in that day, and it goes for just over 40 minutes in total.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh, the opening track of the album is called Secondhand News.
2: My favourite part of Secondhand News is that I like to imagine that they they were like, all right, we just need a chorus for this. Somebody go, step away, write the chorus, bring it back. And like, I wrote it, don't worry, I got it. And they get into the recording studio and it's just... Bow, 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 bow,
3: bow, bow. So there is literally that is someone actually singing that as well as a guitar. That's how they made that sound. They got they were like this isn't chunky enough, so they got Lindsay Buckingham, the guitarist, to play it and also go bow,
2: bow, bow.
3: Very good. It's amazing. Bow,
2: bow, bow, do 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 do, bow, 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 bow. And he was like,
3: "This sounds great. I'm going to do it on every song." Uh, Lindsey Buckingham wrote and performed the vocals on this opening track, and the song itself consists of a kind of Scottish Irish uh, folk influences.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, they also used a chair as an instrument on the song to create a scratching rhythm. They went you know on a wooden chair, so they're doing they're they're breaking all the rules. They're, they, they're bow bow bowing. They're scratching chairs. They're doing
2: it. They're bump bow bowing. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah,
3: they are with each other yeah. and other people. <laughs> and oh. chairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John McVie put his A on that chair. <laughs> oh, so hard.
2: He doesn't have a D to put there. Yeah.
3: But if he did. Well, he would. He'd put his D on that chair. Uh, the next track on the album is Stevie Nicks penned Dreams. Mm. In my opinion, Fleetwood Mac's best song. And the public agreed. It became the only number one song for the band in the US and sold over a million copies there. And it
0: yeah. goes, Dave. Higher and higher, <laughs> straight up we'll fly. Bam, 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 bam. Higher and higher, what leave is it that? all behind. It's that? Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. Oh Van yeah, Halen. of course. Uh, it's obviously the most iconic song called "Dreams."
2: Yeah, obviously.
3: Yeah. Uh, Stevie wrote the song on her own in an unused room down the hall from the rest of the studio. The room had been built for funk legend Sly Stone and included a sunken bed. And Stevie wrote the song in the bed on an electric piano, and apparently it came to her in 10 minutes. She recorded the song on a cassette and instantly knew that she'd written something good. She recalled in 2009, It was a rough take, just me singing solo and playing piano. Even though he was mad with me at the time, Lindsay played it, and he looked up at me and smiled. What was going on between us was sad. We were couples who couldn't make it through. But as musicians... We still respected each other. That's one of those
0: amazing albums. You know, like so many classic albums would be a partnership or one key songwriter. But this is just like through a crazy series of events that led to these five being together. And then all of them have written bangers, like all-time great songs. It's
3: amazing. And Lindsay later said you couldn't think of five more different people with right. their personalities but somehow when he put us in a room together we made good songs wow uh the song dreams is a in part about Lindsay. the opening line is now here you go again you say you want your freedom well who am i to keep you down so she's singing about him there uh track three is an acoustic number sung by lindsey buckingham called never going back again mm. it's all about Lindsay meeting a new woman to achieve a brighter sounding guitar tone on the acoustic guitars, producer Calais had studio techs change the string on, strings on Buckingham's guitar every 20 minutes. Whoa. The roadies were not happy about this. They were even more pissed off when they realised that they'd recorded all the guitar parts in the wrong key and they had to do it all again the next day. Oh, oh my shit. <laughs> but I love that song. I think it, it's probably my second favourite song. I on the love album, it. After Dreams. Uh, the next track was another hit written by Christine McVie. Don't Stop, thinking about tomorrow.
2: Far out. He's just banger after banger.
3: Yeah. It reflects her feelings after her separation from, from Fleetwood Mac's bass guitarist, John McVie, after eight years of marriage. She later recalled, Don't Stop was just a feeling. It just seemed to be a pleasant revelation that yesterday's gone. Mm. Imagine that. He's playing bass while she's singing, I'm so excited that all that's behind me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. New me. Well, in this right now... It's beside me. Yeah, but <laughs> that's
3: right. Uh, the song became the theme music for United States presidential candidate Bill Clinton's 1992 presidential campaign, and he used the song lots of times over the years. Sort of became his theme song. <laughs> Don't stop thinking about tomorrow with Bill. Track five, another hit, Go Your Own Way.
2: You can go your own way. I have a video of you singing that song. Where were we? At the old studios. Uh, really? You we were downstairs in an office, you hadn't had a lot of sleep, and you're sitting on a table singing that song, not realizing I was filming you.
3: Oh, if it's any good, you
2: should release it's it. It's not good. <laughs> and cash in. So yes, I'll release it.
0: <laughs> you should have read about it in Jess's first memoir.
2: <laughs> how many how many you haven't? Three? Yeah, I like a trip ditch. I'm yeah, like I a. d De- I'm like Adele. I believe in trilogies. That's what she said.
0: She, she oh I just heard her. Yeah. She I just was played in- a
2: clip of Adele. <laughs> I believe in trilogies. <laughs> that
0: one must have been one of the, that's one of the biggest ones. But these are all like huge. Yeah, these are huge. I don't know the track one is probably not a huge, huge song. No. But it's a pretty well known album. I like it. Yeah, album track.
3: Oh sorry, Secondhand second, uh, second hand hand news. news. Yeah, yeah. So far the singles have been Dreams, Don't Stop, and Now Go Your Own Way, which was released as the album's first single and helped to build hype for the album. Right. Because it was a hit. Lindsay wrote the song about letting Stevie go her own way and both of them moving on even though they're finding it hard. The opening line is, loving you isn't the right thing to do.
2: Loving you.
3: Oh, man. It's good. Another one of the lines is, uh, packing up, shacking up is all you want to do. A line he refused to take out despite her objections. (laughs) (laughs) This is what she said to Rolling Stone years later. I very much resented him telling the world that packing up, shacking up with different men was all I wanted to do. He knew it wasn't true. It was just an angry thing that he'd said. Every time those words would come on stage, I wanted to go over and kill him. He (laughs) knew it, (laughs) so he really pushed my buttons through that. It was like, I'll make you suffer for leaving me, and I did.
0: Oh, that's that's mean. I I would have read that lyric as meaning on on again, off again. Packing up, wanting to leave, and then shacking up again. Yeah,
3: no, it's with other people. He's saying,
0: "Yeah, that's oh, that sounds awful." I don't think he'd get away with that kind of behaviour anymore.
2: Like, is he calling her a slut? Uh, Is that sort of like slut before slut was a thing?
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, he's not. He's not. Is he saying it's good or bad? He's just saying that. That's all you want to do. Look, not I'm not nice. I'm not in a great position as a uh you know a celibate man. Um I don't I shouldn't really comment on not such Not by things. choice. Well hang on, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Couldn't let it get in it if you wanted to. <laughs> that
0: is not true. It's true, and you bloody know it. Celibate this afternoon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> celibate for the last 40 minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've been recording oh. for over an hour. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've been mean, fapping <laughs> below the <desk. laughs> Oh, There's a few little regrets creeping in there.
3: Is it? Ah. All right. Cel- let's all make a deal. Celebrate. Starting now. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 I just couldn't do it. I'm out.
0: That's our own The Bet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Great episode. I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kramer laying down the cash on the coffee table is one of the, or the, the table whatever. That is so funny. Classic Kramer sort of laying it down from... so Anyway.
3: Uh, just the final bit on Go Your Own Way, which was written by Lindsay. Lindsay was driving one day when, when back home in LA when he heard the song played on the radio for the first time by a DJ called B. Mitchell Reed, who was uh, quite influential and had a lot to do with going over to the UK and bringing the Beatles back to the, to the US on the radio and stuff. B. Mitchell introduced it as the latest Fleetwood Mac song. Lindsay was loving it, grooving along, feeling accomplished to hear the first single on the radio. Then it came back to Reed and he said, Yeah, I don't know about that one. Oh. <laughs> so Lindsay was taken aback. So, so he- Lindsay drove to the studio <laughs> well, and murdered him. <laughs> he called the studio during the next song and they put him on air and he's like, Hey, it's Lindsay Buckingham. I just heard you playing my song. And he's like, Oh, hi, Lindsay. <laughs> and he's like, Why didn't you like my song? And Reed said, I just couldn't find the beat.
0: Ah. Said
3: so that. Uh luckily Reed was wrong, it became the band's first top ten hit single in the US. That's pretty and embarrassing. Reed
2: was murdered. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that I want, by yeah, an unknown person. <laughs> an unknown curly haired guitarist. <laughs> it does seem like a weird play to call up and just so like so publicly show how insecure you are yeah. about your music. But also, obviously didn't affect.
2: But people can I mean it's very subjective. Yeah. People He's allowed can, to be like, no, I don't dig it.
0: No one loved, No one in the world, no song in the world is loved by everyone.
2: No. Uh, have you heard Weed Hornet?
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah.
2: Have you heard You're
3: you the know, Voice? When you
0: say Weed Hornet fast, it sounds like Weed On It. Is that fun? Was that part of the fun? Yeah, of the... that's part of the fun.
3: <laughs> what are the, it's it's an, a band name that's funny the first time you hear it,
0: but less funny each, each time. time yeah. Weed On It. <laughs> weed Thank On you. It. Weed On It. Okay.
3: So good. I know that my one of my best friends in the world, Tom Mitchell, singer of Weed Hornet, listens to this podcast. So Great. shout out to you, Tom. Shout out to you.
2: Tom, Weed Hornet reunion?
0: Can we make I'm it happen? I'm just
3: saying. Tom, let's oh. make it happen.
0: Let's Next, get T-shirts. Could we do a live show sometime where Weed Hornet play the after party? That would be
2: Seriously. so, so good. <laughs> Woo! Who else was in Weed Hornet? Uh,
3: Rowan on drums, sure. Rowan, yeah. are you listening? still in contact with with Rowan? Yes, I went a school reunion a few months ago. Because If he's
0: not in, let's get on to Mick Fleetwood. Mick, Fleetwood. Yeah. Mick I think. Bobby.
3: you know, Bobby, <laughs> you've been looking for a band that will take you to the next level. Yeah, I think we got it. You can write a third memoir about this chapter in your life.
0: Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, Mick. Yesterday's gone, and yesterday <laughs> yeah. is Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: tomorrow is Weed
3: Hornet. Yeah.
0: We're the future, baby.
3: <laughs> well, let me know if you want to see some Weed Hornet Reunion.
2: Is that it? Just the three of you?
3: <laughs> oh, and uh, Jamie on guitar. Oh, cop that, Jamie. Mm, yeah, he, no, he was the best. Okay. He Where's was, Jamie now? Haven't seen He moved schools. I haven't seen he him He evaporated. In a while. Yeah. yeah, but he was, oh, my God, he was such a great guy. Do you guitarist. reckon
2: he'd be up for a reunion? Oh, of course. If I said I will buy you a drink. Not me personally, yeah. I mean like the on business. I'm the royal, anyone the royal eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the queen will buy him a drink. So that <laughs> well?
3: yeah. what you're saying?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I reckon we can.
3: I reckon, oh, yeah, I
0: reckon she could. All she has to do is wink her royal eye <laughs> and a drink will be brought.
3: John McVeigh wished he could wink his royal eye, but he didn't have one.
0: Far from, from his royal his eye. B- his butt eye.
2: <laughs> you yeah. should have been playing poker then. That's on him. <laughs> that is on mm. him. Oh, poor John.
3: Anyway, the final track on the first side of the album was Christine McVie's piano ballad Songbird and was released as the B-side to Dreams.
2: For you.
3: It's basically just Christine sounding beautiful like that. And There'll
2: be no crying.
3: It's her and her piano with a little bit of guitar added later.
2: For you. Now,
3: unlike the rest of the album, it wasn't recorded at the studio but rather
0: live at the Zelleback Ball Auditorium in California. Is that, that's the, is, is you know, Eva Cassidy, is that her, she covered that, I guess. Mm. I didn't even realise it was a Fleetwood Mac song. Maybe I've never heard rumours. I probably haven't. <laughs> yes, just...
2: it has been covered uh, quite a bit.
0: Yeah, right. Great song.
3: Yeah, so they recorded in an empty auditorium. To set the mood, the producer, Calais put a dozen roses on the piano and hooked up a giant spotlight. It was recorded on the stage in a completely empty room and the sound was captured with 15 separate microphones. Whoa. It had to be done in one take, so Christine recorded it over and over again all night until 7 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> I love
0: that. had to be recorded in one take, so they had to do it over and over again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. We
3: need to do the Jiminy Dillica
0: scene again.
2: <laughs> 15 microphones.
0: Yeah, they were pretty excessive with everything. feels
2: like a bit much. We've yeah. only got three here.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've got five. No, no, but we're only using three. Okay, sure. Because
3: there's only three of us. Yeah, but Uh, if we had a piano,
0: we'd have a few more mics.
2: Would we? Yeah.
3: I reckon. Uh, During their tour, ex-husband John McVie would watch her play it from the side of stage and he'd weep every night. Later on when they toured, she'd asked, do I have to keep playing that every night? And they said, of course, it's one of your best songs. She said, but I'm sick of crying. So she was also crying while playing.
2: Oh but also stop showing emotion, you big douchebags!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Grow up!
2: Yuck! Get over it! That is why I brought this story up for the emotion.
3: So you could bring up.
2: Oh, they're both crying. Oh, they're so sad. Oh, we're crying. Get over it, nerds!
0: I think it's. I think it's beautiful.
2: Nah, it's weak.
0: I I cried once. Yeah.
2: You leave this studio right now, young Was, man. Do the think Saints about what you lose—a
3: big game.
0: No, have um, you ever
2: cried over football?
0: I don't think so, but I've definitely been cried. upset about it. You've cried. I don't think I've ever cried about. Has it ruined football. your day? It's ruined my weekends yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, there's still like if I accident like oh in Perth right. I walked past this pub and it was called The Brass Monkey. I'm like, oh, I've got to go and have a beer. I look up (laughs) at the screen. There's a replay of a Saints game. I'm like, this is my pub. Then I realise it's the Saints 2009 Grand Final where we lost in the last minutes of the game. Did a big U-turn. Yeah. Put my finger out. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I thought that story was going to go, you found what makes you cry. You saw a pub called The Brass Monkey and you thought... Two of my favorite things: drinking and primates. Doesn't I not get, get it. any better than that. Never this. seen anything more <laughs> beautiful. Oh God, stop me!
0: Actually, I was. Yeah, I think I'm. Mo- I reckon most likely to cry these days on an aeroplane watching a movie. Yeah. Apparently, there's something about aeroplane. The I air pressure feel that a makes bit emotional. more emotional. I, I do- always feel yeah heightened emotions.
2: You guys disgust me. I sat in between you on long flights. Yeah. Not knowing that I was sitting in between. Absolute wuss bags.
3: Oh, don't worry, I don't watch anything that will make me cry anymore. I just watch action films. Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter what it is. The Incredibles 2 you were watching.
2: We watched I he watched it <laughs> three times because you kept falling asleep.
3: Was, and then you were hugging a pillow and you were, <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was so cute. So
3: cute with the Incredibles 2 just playing on the screen. <laughs> it's good fun.
0: Hey Dave, I've got a rep to protect. Oh
3: sorry, you were watching um Fight Club or something.
2: And you were hugging a knife. <laughs>
3: Rocking back and forth, and we went, God, he's cute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Little cutie pants. Anyway, what's. Cut him. We're going to cut him. (laughs) What's on the B side?
3: Uh, Well, side two of the album opens with The Chain, the only song from the album credited to all five members, Hmm. because it was made up of several previously rejected songs being combined. Ah. It has a really great John McVeigh bass line. How's that (laughs) go? Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: Thank
3: you so much. Uh, next up is another Christine McVie song called You Make Loving Fun, which she wrote about her then-boyfriend Curry Grant as a bit of a shot at her ex-husband John.
2: Oh, because loving used to be so difficult. Mm. Uh, it became uh, the album's fourth top ten hit. It was a chore, but now I'd... it's fun and something's changed.
0: I don't know if I recognise it by name. It do- It's a real yeah. lame name for a song.
2: Yeah. You'd know it if you heard it. Go on. I just started and then realised I've forgotten most of it. Right. Oh,
3: how
0: does the chorus go? I
2: think it's You Make Loving
0: Fun. You make loving fun, you want to fun the night away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is.
2: You make me feel like dancing. That's what it is.
0: Leo Sayer. Mm. Now an Australian, I We've believe. We've
2: broken Dave's brain. Oh, i, I just...
3: So I was just looking ahead because the next one I don't have anything fun to write. Track nine is called I Don't Want to Know, written by Stevie Nicks.
2: I love that song.
3: Oh, great, because I was going to say. I don't
2: want to know the reason why love it.
3: That's all I've written about that one. Okay. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I know that it's one. It's fun. All right. Uh, the second last track is Oh Daddy.
2: Oh, I hate Oh Daddy. Really? I hate it. I skip the, it every time.
3: The
0: term, just the word daddy is
2: Oh, Daddy. No, I just don't like the song, but also Daddy's
3: gross. I do like. I quite like the chorus of it. Uh, Christine wrote this song about Mick Fleetwood, who was the only parent at the time.
0: Right. Uh, yeah,
3: okay. And he's listed it as the song as one of his favourite Fleetwood Mac songs of all time. Of course, because it was written about <laughs> yeah, no, him. it was about him. Uh, near the end of the song, McVee V plays some random notes on the keyboard. These were not originally, originally intended to be part of the song, and McVee only played them to get the attention of the recording studio's control room. But the band liked them so much that they did not remove them from the song. Huh. So it was her going, hey, 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 hey. And they're like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oi, <laughs> <Give it> a- <laughs> oi, hey, oi, oi, oi. Oh, You've done it again. Oy. She's a genius. Uh, the final track, Gold Dust Woman, was written by Stevie Nicks, also performed by her. She wrote the song about drugs, having become increasingly reliant on them to keep her going. She later said, Gold Dust Woman was about how we all love the ritual of it. The little bottle, the diamond studded spoons, the
0: fabulous velvet bags.
2: Yeah, this is seems very, uh, it's like everyone's experience with,
0: yeah. with drugs. That's why it was so big, everyone related. Diamond
2: encrusted spoons.
3: <laughs> velvet bag. For me, it fitted right into the incense and candles and all that stuff. And I really imagined it, it could overtake everything, never thinking in a million years that it would overtake
0: me.
2: Really? Really? You didn't, that never crossed your mind? She
0: didn't count herself in everything. Oh, well, wow,
2: yes. that's sad. Again, therapy. I'm
0: above everything, Matt.
3: Oh, okay. Come no. on. Also
2: therapy, if that's oh. the attitude too.
3: So there's, there's there's the uh the tracks. The album cover itself is uh, quite famous and often parodied. The front cover of Rumours was taken by Herbert W. Worthington.
2: You, think you just had a stutter? Herbert W. Worthington. Yeah, it, it, I didn't.
3: Like that, nah. Let's just call him Herbert Worthington. Yeah, it features Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks, with Stevie dressed in her Rhiannon stage persona. Right, which she'd created for the song Rihanna. Sorry, Rihanna on the uh, previous album. Another interesting note is the two balls that can be seen seen hanging between Mick's legs. Certainly not McVee's. Yeah, no, he wasn't invited to this shoot. So they're literally, if you haven't seen the album cover, they're sort of posing with each other and Mick's got this like stylized ponytail going on and it's, it looks like quite a cool shot, but if you look closely at it, he's got these two brown balls that are hanging from his belt, hanging between his legs. Right. The balls are actually lavatory chains used to flush a toilet.
0: Okay. Meek had, had a couple of cool. drinks
3: And he brought them out of the toilet He broke them off the toilet And brought them into the photo shoot And they just stayed in the final shot Okay. I was very destructive I ripped them off the toilet And had them hanging down between my legs He later recalled He loved a good dick and ball prank
2: Oh, that's so mean for his, his fellow band
3: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. member <laughs> Well, maybe this was a Taunting McPhee because he went through a lengthy period of placing a dildo on the top of his bass drum. Nicknamed Harold, the sex toy became a sort of mascot during the early years of the band. Until one day when they were playing at an American Southern Baptist college and they were nearly arrested for the sexual display.
2: It had a dildo on the yeah. drum. that's just, cool.
0: I'd never noticed those. I think yeah. I just assumed they were like they dangled off his off his jacket because he kind of looks like a pirate or something. He's wearing yeah. sort of pirate wear. Yeah, or, sort of like a or like. Like, like a um, waistcoat and stuff. Three yeah. Musketeers sort of outfit. I've
2: done a side-by-side side of that and Xavier Michaelides' character character uh, doing dangleberries. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, uh, David Price. David Price. Hi, I'm a David Price.
2: Oh, my
3: goodness, I love David Price. David Price so is sorry. amazing,
2: and he has a product that he's trying to sell called dangleberries, and they look just like that. Yeah. And I sent that to him, and uh, I think he liked it. You we'll know? have
0: to share that sketch.
2: It's very good stuff. I wonder if it was inspired (coughs) by Fleetwood Mac.
0: Yeah, I think that one features Alistair Trombo Birchall. I believe so. If he was here, he'd say, Share it. Should we share it? Yeah, I think that's doable. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then I'd say, Oh, I didn't see you there, Al. Hi.
0: Hello.
3: There we go. Thank you so much. I forgot my Alistair catchphrase. Hello. You forgot hello. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I've got so many characters. True, they sound nothing a lot. <laughs> Stop you right there.
0: Alistair, coincidentally, is on this week's primates or next week's. He's on a real soon primates.
3: Looking forward to that. Oh yeah, very. Xavier Michaelides, coincidentally, on last week's book cheat.
0: Oh, there you go. What a guy! What a couple of guys! Hey, we should get him to get the David Price gang back together. Oh my oh, let's God! Do it. This the dream old channel is happening. I genuinely, I went up to Xavier recently and said, "Let's do it. Let's make some more sketches." And the conversation continues.
2: It fizzled, didn't it? We will... said, yeah, Matt, that'd be great. <laughs> I've just got to pop out for a bit. And you're like, where are you going? Can I come? And he's like, oh, just kind gonna... of, oh, my phone's ringing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, pretty confident that things are moving along in the right direction. How do we tell him? Uh,
3: we will share some of the sketches. But if you're near YouTube right now, type in David Praise and you'll see a man presenting fucked up infomercials. And, man, are they good. They're so great. All right, Fleetwood Mac, we're nearly there. They kicked off a massive international tour to promote rumours that began on February 4th, 1977. As the tour went on, the band became increasingly increasingly concerned that fans and the media were more interested in the stories behind the music than the new music itself. Hmm. Because there were all these rumours going around about them, sleeping with each other, so that's all the media are talking about. Lindsay suggested that they call the album Rumours because uh, during the recording they were all keeping diaries and probably writing about each other. Stevie Nicks kept taking more and more cocaine to keep up with the hectic schedule until she lost her voice. Nicks reportedly bought $1 million worth of cocaine and it burned a hole in her nose the size
0: of a dime.
2: Yuck. How big's a dime?
0: About the size of a Chinese coin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rumours spread
3: Rumours That she This is from the Daily Mail So I don't know how true this is But uh, rumours spread That she had to have the drug Blown up her derriere By an assistant
2: By an assistant Mm. No assistant is getting paid enough Mm, I don't know To blow coke up your ass They're
0: pretty
3: rich at this time
0: Yeah And yeah I mean, It feels like that's a one person job anyway do you need an assistant for that? How are you going to
2: blow it up your ass? Yeah, come on, A Matt. long straw.
0: Try. Try.
2: <laughs> oh, you can get a length of hose. How healthy is yeah. your lungs? Just get it. Is oh. your lungs. What? He's talking about a bendy straw. Yeah. Don't look at me like I'm an idiot, you're David. A, you're a fool.
3: I'm not a you fool. You've wasted all that money on your assistant. Matt and I are blowing our own drugs up our own asses. Yeah.
0: And sometimes up each other's. Yeah, that really
3: saves. So
2: you're helping each other.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but we're still two asses, two lots of drugs. Two lots of lungs.
2: Oh, I'm sure the assistant's getting some as well.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Uh, now in her 70s, she no longer takes cocaine. Should, oh, congratulations, but, uh, to Stevie. Uh, for X. a long time, it really uh, dominated her life. And what? A, like, and
0: it's, it's it's an expensive habit, obviously, a million yeah. bucks. And that's back in 70s. <laughs> yeah, the se- in the
3: 70s and the 80s, it's crazy. Uh, Rumors was finally released in February 1977. It was an instant success. It stayed at the top of the Billboard 200 for 31 non-consecutive weeks Wow! while also reaching number one in the UK, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. It won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year,
1: the, oh, the, wow. big, the that's, big
3: Grammy.
0: Because they often fuck that up. Like in hindsight, the Grammys won't give it to an album that stands the test of time. So that's...
3: Yeah, they actually gave it to probably the best album of that year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well done.
3: All three major US trade publications at the time, which were Billboard, Cashbox and Record World, named it their album of the year, 1977. By March, a little over a year later, it had uh, after it had been released, the album had sold over 10 million copies worldwide, Whoa. including eight in the US alone. It has now sold over 40 million copies worldwide and is the fifth best-selling album of all time in the USA the 11th best-selling album in the UK and about the 8th best-selling album ever worldwide.
2: Oh.
3: Mick Fleetwood describes it as the most important album we ever made because it allowed us to continue recording for years to come. The, this lineup of the band stayed together for three more albums, Tusk, Mirage and Tango in the Night. They still hate each other though? Uh, they had a bit of shit to sort out, yeah, but they all sort of moved on and married other people.
0: That's so great. I love it when people f- can figure it out. That's, that's kind of nice, even though it's obviously awful. Yeah. But it's, a nice, it's nice that they were able to figure their stuff out.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
3: These next three albums were pretty, very, well, very successful in their own right, but that nothing could ever match rumours. They're currently on a world tour right now with Christine McVie back after retiring from live touring in 1998. So she took 20 oh, wow. years off. But Lindsey Buckingham was kicked out of the band before the tour and is currently suing them. Who was kicked out just before this tour? Yeah, and he's been replaced by Neil Finn from Split Ends and Crowded House and Mike Campbell, formerly of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So it took two people to replace him. And Fleetwood Mac to this day have sold over 100 million million albums worldwide. 100 million million? Yeah. Whoa. Actually, that should be records worldwide because that counts singles as well. But over a hundred, making them one of the best-selling uh, acts of all time. Incredible. Yeah, but what? an absolutely crazy story. Dude. So
2: what? They're in their seventies now.
3: Yeah, they're in their seventies and they're still touring and still selling out massive oh, arenas. Must
2: be exhausting.
3: But so
0: who who remains in the band then?
3: So everyone except for everyone except really so got Stevie Nicks, huh. Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, and Christine McVie still kept her name even though she married someone else.
2: So and they've been divorced for so long, over forty years. She's married to someone else, and and she's still in a band with her ex-husband. She said that she now thinks of him like a brother. Oh, gross. Well, it was like
0: an ex, (coughs) an ex from so long ago. It would feel like that. Okay,
2: yeah, but just say best friend. Like, don't go brother. You (laughs) know, like we know what you used to do. Right. Don't do that with your siblings.
0: That makes sense. Yucky. (laughs) So many rules. (laughs) With yeah, you, Jeff. Don't cry. Don't, incest. don't Ugh, incest. What next?
3: Just a fun side note to bring two topics together. Christine McVie, from 1979 to 1982, was engaged to Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys, who's oh. the one that died. But also the, the one, one that, that died. That ha- sorry, the one that died young, and the only surfer, and also the one that hung around with Charles Manson, that you talked about on the oh. Charles Manson oh, yeah. episode. So she was engaged to him for three years.
0: It's a long engagement.
2: Yeah. Lock it down. Set a date, <laughs> you crazy kids. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that you're putting it off so long.
0: Mm, maybe there's a sign.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should
2: do a relationship yeah. advice column.
0: Yeah. Let's start a blog. Should we start
2: a blog? I think yes. You so. Yes. <laughs> I think you should. Send your questions. To locked
3: bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but well, that's it. That is the
2: end of. R-
3: what R- a
0: R- great story! I, yeah, I only I knew there were relationship troubles, and that was really, and it was a huge album. But that's all I knew. Yeah, so it was... all
2: I knew that it is was that uh, thunder only happens when it's raining,
0: mm.
3: which is untrue.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, thunder can happen without rain. Absolutely. It's
3: Who called... wrote that one? Idiot! An idiot. Stevie did. Nicks. I'd like to tell you that there's a thing called dry thunder.
0: So Stevie oh. Nicks is still in the band.
2: That's what he calls his balls.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> I can't believe it. All but one, and he only just got booted.
2: Yeah, that's right. So they. Why do they boot him? It
3: has not been... Artistic differences. It hasn't been actually stated why. He says that he just got kicked out of the band and they're a bit like, oh, I don't know. Weird.
0: Oh, that's a bit sad. They've got over so much. What could it have been?
3: I know. And then I looked at the set list and they're still playing his songs too. So
0: That would be brutal. Maybe they just really wanted Neil Finn in there.
3: Why not? I love Neil Finn. He's Neil great. Neil Finn was like, hey, can I be in your band? They're like, Neil Finn, we love you. <laughs> sure. Lindsay, you're out. <laughs> oh, what? Neil's in. We got oh, Neil. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves Neil. Can you say hi to Neil for me?
2: Oh, Neil's great.
3: Dave, that was a great report. Well done. Thank you so much. And that I believe cr- completes the triptych of music episodes, spanning the genres, spanning the the eras, the decades. We had Rihanna, mm. TISM, yeah. and now Fleetwood Mac.
2: Beautiful, a thing of absolute beauty. Well done.
0: Bringing you know the Rihanna uh, theme, Rihanna. And Riannon. huh? Wow, yeah. Huh?
2: You know okay, what I mean? Okay, you're
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Rhiannon. Rihanna? Rihanna?
3: Rhiannon. You've done it again?
2: You are incredible.
0: He has done it again. Wow. Well, another you... stellar report.
4: Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Are you go.
0: combining
3: Rhiannon and Rosanna. Rosanna? That is <laughs> some great work. God, he is talented, isn't he? Mm. Thank you. He can do it all. I bless the da- rains down in Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that does bring us to the end of the report section of the podcast. But there's still yet time.
2: There's always time for our favourite part of the show, which is where we uh, we spend a little bit of time <laughs> getting to know our Patreon.
0: That's right.
2: That, that's- <laughs> I
3: haven't had a Simpsons reference, and that just reminded me of... Her. And now for my favourite part of the show, this is Krusty the Clown. Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is, <laughs> this is always death.
0: What I, lo- what I love about that the most is that we've done multiple Simpsons references this episode.
3: What have we done?
0: Jiminy Jellicas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, they're just conversational. Uh, so this week's fact, quote, or question. Fact, quote, or question is a segment where we take one of our Patreon supporters who is on the Sydney Scheinberg level on Patreon, and they get to send in a fact, a quote, or a question and also give themselves a title. This week in the fact, quote, or question game, I guess. Is this a game? <laughs> Segment. A game? Segment, thank you. Uh, it is Chloe Warren, her first time. In Welcome,
3: f- Chloe. Welcome. It's a safe space, Chloe. Yeah.
0: She's given herself the title of Vice Sub-Deputy Chief Scientist of the show.
3: Oh, I love that. Oh, we need the one of those, so yeah. I'm glad you're here. Thank God. That's
0: been a vacant position for quite a while. We so. had to
3: advertise for months.
0: Yep. And she has given, this is probably the rare of the three options, she's given us a, well, actually, I'd say the vast majority of questions, and uh, she has given us a fact.
2: Ooh, I love a fact because I don't have to think of an answer.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But you can be awestruck.
2: Yeah, I love being awestruck.
0: Can we
3: say true or false? But always just say true.
0: Yeah. Okay. True or false? Okay. Hit me. This is from the vice sub deputy chief scientist of the show. Matt reading
3: it for the first time. Here we go. Yeah,
0: I should say for new people to the show, uh, I don't read, I don't screen these in any way. Many genes get their name from the phenotype, i.e., physical characteristics. Which arise when the gene is mutated. When researchers discovered a gene which caused the common fruit fly, bracket Drosophila melon close bracket to grow an arrangement of spines along its axis, they dubbed the gene sonic hedgehog. <laughs> I love scientists. Well, there you go. True. I'm, I'm
2: gonna say, gonna that one. say- Oh, I don't know. Nah, I'm I'm going to go with Dave.
0: True. It is true. It's, hey! It's, yeah. got a, it's got a little bit of a false feel to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like bullshit. I Can I just say that
3: Chloe proved that she is the scientist of the show yeah. with that.
2: Yeah, we needed In, her.
0: Quite a few of those words I do not understand. I didn't understand anything you said until Sonic the Hedgehog. It's obviously, pronounce them all spot on. Obviously. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chloe. That's great. Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that a game you guys ever played? I was a Nintendo boy out of Super Nintendo.
3: Uh, I played a little Sonic at friends' houses, yeah. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was a social Sonic player. (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I I dabbled in Sonic. I'm not addicted. Yeah, could give up whenever I wanted to.
3: Yeah, I never thought that Sonic could take over my life,
0: (laughs) and yet it did. That's very nice. (laughs) Thanks so much, Chloe. Thank you so much for your support. Um, And also another thing we like to do with our Patreons uh, is shout out a few and give them a big thank you. And we also... Uh, along with the thank you, uh, we also just organise a little bit of a game to I play. think
2: we should use their surnames to make a band name.
3: Okay, great. Oh, great. Well, okay. Is it possible because we shout out to two people each that we combine the two yeah, to I make reckon. it? I, I think that's...
0: that's real nice. So we've got to pick out which half and which full. You take one full and one half.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, great. Like okay. Fleetwood and a Because max I mean, McVie is not even a Mac. So you can transform it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Okay, a
2: little and, bit of transformation. Yeah, come on, just a little bit of your own.
0: And then we give them a, a divisive role in the band. Are they the druggie? Are they the boner? Great. Are they the one who dangles fake balls? Well, I'd love to thank, firstly, uh, a couple of key members of this new band. Uh, firstly, from Putnam Valley in New York. It's Adam Gia Batista.
2: Oh.
3: Adam wow.
0: Gia Battista. Plenty
3: to work with in that too.
0: That's a beautiful name from Putnam Valley as well. I like that in New York.
2: Putnam, I reckon they probably say. Putnam.
0: Who right. knows? Is English, does English say Putnam in London? So this would be Putnam.
2: I think so. Who
3: I knows? I could cu- be wrong. Don't you
0: love culture?
2: I love,
3: I love culture. I love, I love getting a
0: little bit of culture. I love and culture. And I feel like we just got a little bit of culture now. Is
2: one of the characters in The Crucible Putnam. Maybe yeah. Goody Putnam, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I fucking hated all those goodies. Yeah, so
0: like good. Goody Proctor
2: sucked. Goody Proctor sucked. Ugh. Anyway.
0: So Adam Jim Jim Batista, which I love that name as well. It's a great surname.
2: And who else is in Adam's band?
0: And also from Australia. So this is, is a multicontinental group yeah. from Mossman in New South Wales. Dominic O'Kelly. Ooh. O'Kelly. <laughs> 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 <clears throat>
2: Um, I feel like
0: maybe O.K. Jim Batista or something like O'Kelly O.K. Oh,
2: okay. Or it
0: could be Doc, Dominic O. Kelly, Doc Batista. Look, Dave.
2: Doc Batista's cool. That but, sounds good, Doc,
0: Doc
3: Batista. Batista. Like they sound Batista. like a reggae group. Yeah, or like, like a funk-infused band.
2: Or a reggae group. <laughs> I reckon funk. <laughs> Doc Batista.
0: Uh, you guys are already going to split this band up, but it's this creative tension. What yeah, kind right. of
2: music do they play, Matt? Donatista, um, that's a funk. That's a funk.
3: Oh, I reckon
0: they play. They're a scat band. They're scatting all over the place. <laughs> you <laughs> are two.
3: spineless. So they play jazz. You won't choose yeah. between yeah. one of us. Dominic
0: right. only has a butt.
3: Grow a spine like that, Sonic like the
0: jug fly. <laughs> yeah. You dog. See, we learn. So you two I reckon make up the other. Maybe the three of us all form, um, fill out the five members.
3: Oh, right, so we're now band. joining three new bands. Yes. I'm happy for that.
2: See. I got time. I yeah. got time.
0: <laughs> so I reckon Adam's Adam's on drums. Uh Doc is front man. Mm. Yeah, big uh, time. I'm I'm just I'm back in the pocket on the bass. Jess is
2: And singing. No.
0: Singing and dancing. Bagpipes. Dave on the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Every band. <bit>. Tonsil. <laughs> golden tonsils on the golden pipes. Oh, pops. God.
3: Such a beautiful instrument, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So oh, beautiful.
0: It can be.
2: May I thank some people slash former band? Please. Please. Thank you. I would like to thank, uh, from also New South Wales, Fairy Meadow.
0: Whoa, that's the name?
2: In New South Wales. No. Oh,
0: Okay. <laughs> It's a beautiful. It's quite
2: a name. vanilla name in comparison, to be honest. I'd like to thank Christopher Taylor. Oh, oh, that is a good, beautiful name, name Chris but Taylor. If your name was Fairy Meadow, Matt would have been a lot more impressed. That's true. Uh, Chris Taylor, thank you, Chris.
0: It's, do you think it's Chris Taylor from the Chaser? Probably. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much for your support. I think that would Taylor. make sense. That, that's why he has not given us his address, it, but uh, instead a locked box.
3: Yeah, yeah. Smart. <laughs> Maybe it's Chris. Imagine that, Chris. You were always my favourite.
2: This is interesting because we had we had an an American and an Australian. Now we've got the same. We've got Chris from New South Wales and from Buffalo in New York. Oh, Bill. Elijah
0: oh. Jimison. Oh, Jimison. That sounds like I'm making up a name at the moment. <laughs> Jimison I'm sure I've, I've used as a great maker, <laughs> What I
3: love about this is we've teamed up two people from New York with two people from New South Wales Yeah. rather than put the two people from <laughs> New York into a band together. <laughs> no. It can't be done.
2: Can't be done. Elijah Jimison. Oh, that's a fantastic name. That's
3: we're so a dead.
0: band of the world. So we're, we've already formed... Uh, Doc Batista. What's this new band called? Boppa? I want
2: to use Jimison.
0: Jimison feels good.
2: Right? Well, could you have something and son?
0: Oh. Always oh. Quite, that always quite, sounds quite cool, I Yeah,
2: think. nice. Taylor uh, and son. Yeah, Taylor and son. Taylor and son. Like Mumford and son. Yeah. Taylor and son. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They assume they're related. And Chris is playing what instrument?
0: Uh, Chris is on the banjo.
2: Yep. Bling, bing, 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 bing. Elijah, though, is on percussion, not just drums, all sorts of different percussion. Bongos. Bongos. Timpani. Uh, timpani. Oh, yeah. I love that timpani uh, sound. Sometimes he just puts one of those big marching drums on front of him and just bangs away at that. He also has that Irish drum. Yep. For Upside a bit down too. ice
0: cream containers. Yeah,
2: he does it all.
3: The yep.
0: thing with the beer bottle caps on it. Yeah, <laughs> from, from the bush band. <laughs> I didn't tell you to stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what are we playing?
0: Uh, I think we've got the same. <laughs> For efficiency. I'm bag not learning bag. multiple
2: instruments. Oh, okay. We're the same instruments in all of But all we're the... playing
0: with different genres. Sure,
2: of course. Right, so, before so the, the first th- band
0: was scat. Funk. <laughs> so the first reggae. band was scat, funk, reggae. What's this band? I'll let Jess have the honors on this one. What-
2: oh, gee, thank you so much. I'll say mine first and then you can just jump on shit all over it. All
0: right, come no, on. No, this won't be a scat band.
2: They are a prog... Disco? Rock, bush bands.
3: Oh, that is good so, what well, I mean, we've that got we've got the beer bottle, exactly, and we've got the we've got the bagpipes, which it's one of those instruments that can just slot into any genre without people really noticing it.
2: Imagine imagine trying to have one of those beer can beer bottle things.
0: Flager phones.
2: It yes, that's what it's called. In any other type of band. You'd look like an idiot.
3: <laughs> you
0: would.
2: I,
3: I, some would say you look like an idiot even in a bush band.
0: I was confusing the lager phone <laughs> with a clay jug, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Never ever stop in the middle of a hoedown.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's a great uh, band name, Taylor and Son, uh, aka Jimison's Airplane. Um... <laughs>
3: I would like to thank, if I could. Of course. Thank you. So, so much. From uh, Spearfish. Fantastic name <laughs> already. Amazing. I'm on
0: board early. I
2: want to use that in the band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> South Dakota. Okay.
2: Have we had a South Dakotan South
0: before? South Dakota. Let me look up a quick fact. South Dakotian?
3: It's South Dakota. Is that. I think that might be Mount Rushmore.
0: It is. Oh, I've always wanted to go. I really want to go. Oh, wow. Looks like everything's cool. Wind Cave National Park. There's a photo of a bison.
2: And who are we thanking?
3: Uh, we'd like to thank Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln, all pitching in 2 f- two fifty each a month. Thank you so much. Now, i would like to thank, from Spearfish, South Dakota, Paige McFeely. Oh, that, that, is is is, sick, no. that is a sick bass player's name, all I reckon. McFeely right. on bass. That Sorry, bumped me
0: just, out of my spot. Or we could be... Double bass. Oh, definitely. We both
3: Dueling play bases. the double bass. Dueling basses. Is... <laughs> uh, thank you so much, McFeely. And we're going to pair you up. Not with someone from New South Wales. Not from someone from America, but someone from Oslo in Norway. Amazing. Oh, yeah, great. And um, as you know, I don't speak Norwegian. No. And I didn't know that. I can't get no respect. So let me try my best to say thank you from... Oslo in Norway, Oystein Espedal. I do you, mean, do you
0: think they would say it with like a strong Oystein. Australian accent? Oystein. I'm
2: confident. I think we've met this person. Oh, we have met
0: some
3: great Norwegians in London.
2: I think this is and one of Birmingham them. And in Birmingham
0: as well, we met some Oystein Espedal. And
2: I'm confident he said his name so many times, and I tried so many times. Yeah, that.
0: I'm guessing it's something like weston
2: Nah, it wasn't even. Was it Oystein? <laughs> Oi Stein. It was always Stein, yes. Espedel. Oh well, I th- I think I can combine
3: Espadel. what about McFeely Spedal? Oh
0: yeah. That that's...
3: sounds like a cool
0: name. Both of those are f- what a, f- what a fantastic Paige McFeely, I cannot get over how good that is. I've <laughs> seen that name around, admittedly. Uh around the Patreon world. Have oh. you
3: ever seen the name Espedol?
0: I don't think I've ever heard of an Espedal, but I love that name. McFeely
3: Spedal. I think that sounds like a good name. McFeely and Yeah. So Paige McFeely, I think, has got to be on bass as well. So we've got two bass players. What is Oystein playing?
0: Mm, I think um, the rains. You know? Oh, okay. Just sort of controlling the weather. Wow. Yeah. Sort of like a and sound show.
3: So it could be a really good show. It could be like nothing happens. Yeah. Just, no. just two bass players playing.
0: Well, no, I mean, you're still in the band as well. Oh, so of course, bagpipes. bagpipes but there. it's just such a. Jess is dancing and singing.
3: Bagpipes <laughs> is such an unnoticeable instrument, as I said. You but, barely notice. That. Wait,
0: how? do you... Either way, they're controlling the weather, so they're going to bring down rain. Um, in the sad songs, which Jess hates, and she's furiously dancing during those songs. She hates it when the sky Can't cries.
3: Stop. You are not singing in the rain, but you are <laughs> dancing in the rain.
0: <laughs> she's doing a sad jig, which I'm I've angry. never heard of before. It's an angry jig. jig looks like a glum jig to me.
2: How's this face not angry? Look at these eyebrows. Are you okay? They are angry. Yeah, those Can are you some... not do angry? I've never felt it before because
3: well, that would be an emotion. You've never
2: felt anything, let's be honest. No, I'm numb. <laughs> Once again, everybody, therapy. <laughs> it helped you become numb.
3: Yeah. <laughs> which is a truly enlightened state. If you don't feel anything, you never feel bad, to be honest. It's, it's
2: That's a good point. Yeah, good neutral.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks to all our fantastic Patreon supporters. And those three bands will be coming to a, s- a festival near you soon.
0: I think we're going to make our own festival uh, headlined by Brown Hornet. Weed Hornet. Weed, weed Hornet. Hornet. So, <laughs> for legal reasons, because we can't get Rowan back, we'll have to call it Brown Hornet. Why okay, can't you get
2: Rowan back? Why do I keep going to say Ronan? I think it's Ronan Keating. It was Ronan Keating in your yeah, band. Yeah, that's why we're going to be you can see. What? Was that good?
0: Uh, Yep. Why
2: did you start laughing? I
0: love that so much. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, I, I think that's one of the worst songs of all time. <laughs> but you you you'd almost turned me around on it. <laughs> oh, come on. There's worse songs than that, isn't there?
2: The smile on your face oh. lets me know that you need me. There's a truth in <laughs> your <laughs> eyes <laughs> saying you'll never leave me. The touch of your head. Touch my hand. Makes me... I forgot the words. Says you'll catch me. Says you'll catch me. I'll
3: Whenever catch you. I fall. I'll catch you.
2: Line, line. <laughs> and you then. Say it best. Say it best. When you say nothing at all. Key change. The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. I used to be able to play that on piano. Oh. Really? You yeah. Used to be. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you love it now
0: yeah jeez i just never thought i would but You're holy moly
2: hey let's get the fuck out of here that does bring us to the end of the show thanks so much
3: everyone for listening supporting subscribing reviewing on itunes and other platforms that is very very nice suggesting to friends sometimes we tweet out the episode or put on instagram or people or a facebook for that matter and people tag their friends saying hey you should check out this show it's very and nice that actually does help get us new listeners and spread the word. So yeah, you can find us on all those social media platforms at do go on pod or do go on pod at gmail.com.
2: Are we a cult in a way?
0: Yeah, we're a cult. Mm. <laughs> Light yeah. as a feather, sifts <laughs> as a board. Six, ah. six six six. <laughs> six six
3: six. <laughs> That's my pin number, six six, six. because I had to have a fourth one, I chose six again. Yeah. Quadruple six. It's the number of the devil. Plus six.
0: <laughs> well, really, plus six thousand. But you're the mathematician. You? Depends where you put the six.
3: He's no, putting it the end. For me, it goes six. My six, then the other two sixes. Oh, okay, so it's very confusing. So, so your pin number six. No, it's six, 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 six. <laughs> it's a little less evil
0: when you put it like that.
3: No. <laughs> I'd consider changing it, but it's just too hard. Yeah. It's too hard to change that six.
0: Flip the sixes around. It's too
3: hard. i have to call it my bank. I mean, they won't even respect me and put Mr. on my credit card. Oh. <laughs> Fucking 28 years old master David Warner. Well, that's
0: why, because you're the master of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the master of darkness, David Warnicke. Thank you.
3: Appreciate
0: my band. Giving uh my... People do want to get in contact with us. We do go on pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I think. I, think I, have,
3: I have. already covered those ones, but you know what I haven't covered?
0: YouTube. Yes. YouTube.com slash pod. And our
3: website, Matt. What's that?
0: podcom and our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. <laughs> so it's pretty much Dugongpod. It shouldn't <laughs> yeah. get in the right. Type Pod into anything. Especially, yeah, the website. That links to everything, I'm pretty and sure. And
2: then 6666. Six, six, six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the number of the beasts and six. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I'll say... You can go your own way. Goodbye. (laughs)
0: Laters.
2: Bye. Bow, 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 (laughs) bow, bow, (laughs) bow. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's it's up to you. (laughs)
1: Target.